Home is behind, the world is ahead, and there are many paths to tread. Unlikely friends set forth on adventures throughout the Lone Lands. Their journeys will change the course of their lives and, perhaps, the fate of Middle-earth itself. This is The Unsung Tales, a one-ring actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Thank you for joining us for session number 22 of The Unsung Tales, a one-ring actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Uh, to find all the sessions of this game, you can visit happyjacks.org slash unsungtales, without the the. And to find all the shows on the Happy Jacks Network, please visit happyjacks.org. Uh, my name is Kimmy, and uh, is everything okay? I can't hear anything through the headphones. Okay, but, well, uh, I see it's bouncing, so I'm just going to yeah, keep going until someone else out. talks, and yeah. then I'll fix it. Um, <laughs> my name is Kimmy. I'm your lore master slash techie for this game. Uh, and we are playing with safety tools, just so you know. So we have X cards, we've done lines and veils, so everything that happens in this game, uh, everyone's super safe while we're playing it. Um, let's go ahead and go around the table. We are down one player tonight, and let's see what is happening. Let's start on this side. Oh, God, I'm starting? This never happens. Hello, everyone. I'm Kai. I use he, they, and she pronouns. Um, and I am playing Erland of Mithland, who is so eager to... Meet the dwarves. <laughs> it's gonna go great. I didn't know it was me. Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> I am Michelle, and I am playing Lyriel of Rivendell, and uh, she is apprehensive about meeting so many dwarves all at once. <laughs> and uh, hi, everybody. I'm Kadave. Uh, my character is Hanar. Uh, son of Bruni, uh, who apparently we're going to meet soon, and that's scary, because I left home a long time ago on purpose. Uh, you can so, be both. So, uh, off we went into the wide world. Uh, oh, both of us are he, him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll we'll find out how it goes to come home after several decades on the road. All right, so just a little bit of a recap from last week. Um, we... Uh, we uh we were going and you had um decided that you are going to eventually make it to the dwarven mines where you're going to try and find the treasure that this cursed slash haunted birdcage that happened I think back in like episode three or four. <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Um <laughs> It was just after we had solved the mystery of the missing lumber. Yeah, it was yeah. very <laughs> early on in, in this campaign. Um, so, uh, but you were uh, waylaid. Um, Hanar had a trip to the Shire. You all had a lovely adventure um, in, or a visit to Mithland um, where you uh, said goodbye to... Uh, Kelbrimbor's lost love, and he he set sail, um, and then you made your way back up, and what else happened? I mean, we kind of met up. We we fought the. We oh, fought that's the right. Horrible yeah. Yeah. Yes. Bad, bad, bad While man. you're, at, I'm like you were at the ruins. Yes, we did something. In you the middle absolutely. Of the <laughs> so it's been a long night. It's been a long week. <laughs> yes. Um. And while you were at your ruins, um, one of the traps that Runa had sent set weeks before, um, sprung in the middle of the night, catching um, the the beast that had been following you, kind of the man-bat, um, and uh, you had a combat with it, and it left with some 
like rather dire message about you still being doomed regardless of your blessings. So get kind of giving the impression that it was aware at least of the gifts you had been given um, recently. And uh, yeah, but you did finally take at least that thing out of the world. And... There can't be many more of those. Can't be a problem or a foreboding anything. Nah, nah it's totally... You joined totally us just fine. in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For everything to be great. Yes. Um, so you started then on your trip up to, um, you decided you were going to stop. It's a rather long journey straight up to the old Dwarven Mines. Um, so you decided that you were going to take a breath and visit um, Hanar's home in the Blue Mountains, which nothing will go wrong there at all. It's totally, totally fine. So, Hanar, why don't you kind of recount for us a bit of why, why did you leave home? Well, uh, I'm putting into the world of Middle-earth that all dwarves go through a trade skill program, right? As, as growing up, you spend time through an apprenticeship and you spend time in classes learning how to make things and create and craft. Uh, as befits a good dwarf. Uh, but... Hanar was terrible at it. Uh, Metalwork was just not a thing that he could do. He keeps trying, and it would just look ugly. It would look like if I tried to do something with metal uh, in real life. Uh, so uh, that's not my jam. Mm -mm. Uh, but uh, he eventually just got tired of not moving on to the next phase of apprenticeship. Right? Just... There's only so many times you can get passed over before you have to find your own way and figure out something else to do. Uh, contrary to what his family wanted, um, who ran a, a small family forge smithy, um, he packed up his stuff and left town to try and find some other path in life, um, which makes him one of the few overland dwarves that spends most of his time above ground and out amongst everyone else and all the other mm -hmm. cultures of Middle Earth, uh, which is sort of where he became the wandering merchant slash treasure hunter. I mean, officially, mechanically speaking, he's a treasure hunter. It's more like he likes to find curiosities and package up things that are interesting and send them home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how he hunts for stuff, and he sends them back home to just be like, look at this awesome thing I found. Maybe you could do a design with this, or that's kind of his connection that he's been sending back home over the years. Mm -hmm. But it's been a long time uh, since he's been home. I mean, the closest he got was earlier in this campaign when he came north, and I don't think he came all the way here, probably to one of the more... No, he, he, came, he came here. Yeah, it's, okay. I mean, it's a large city. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a city. Um, so, and you met uh, with Philip Boldersong and Gail Sharpstone. And those were the people, who, or the dwarves, who lent you aid with uh, cutting open the pearl and finding the Palantir. Right. Um, so, but I think we did specify that you were not visiting family no, during no, that I, time. I kind of snuck in here yeah. quietly and... So I didn't even mention the name when I uh, I got in trouble with the old dwarf uh, 
Stone Singer. Yeah. Because I didn't use my family name when I approached. Yes. I was trying to keep it on the down low. Seemed rather rude. Yeah. And hopefully he hasn't decided to wander off and be like, hey, look at who who I heard, saw a couple of weeks ago. That would be uh, a problem. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see. It's fine. I'm sure it's all going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Right. Dwarves are known for not holding a grudge. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very easygoing folk. Yeah. 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 No one in Middle Earth ever holds any grudges. (laughs) Only for thousands of years. The entire age of the world. It's fine. (laughs) All right. Um, So at the the very conclusion of last week's session, you were... You'd finished your your journey, and you're approaching the the home of the dwarves of the Blue Mountains. Um, this is not a long ancestral home for the dwarves that are there. Um, there have been dwarves in the Blue Mountains since creation, but this is a much newer settlement. So after the fall of Khazadum, um, the people came, and many of them resettled the Blue Mountains, which is where your dwarven city it was built um it is so yes it's an entirely new city it's not like an old ruin that they went and probably found a bit it. of both okay yeah they knew Sorry. that there were had been dwarves here um some of the dwarves from that that the ancient families of cause actually probably could trace their origins to elves that fled the blue mountains originally um so I would guess there was probably many large caverns and things like that that were... It was destroyed by, like, basically the rise of the ocean after the defeat of Morgoth in another age, long ago. Um, basically, the actual Earth was destroyed and, like, the movement of the continents pushed back the, the ocean, similar to, like, a giant tidal wave, and it rushed back in and covered and and sank or and, and and filled the blue mountains so that's where most of the that's what happened to the dwarven um civilizations prior that was like six thousand years ago ish so, so it's uh, had a minute to drain it, yeah oh yeah it's yeah. all drained <laughs> had a time and it's it's been a while too so right, it, right, it right. like like dwarves have had time to come back in it is not the splendor of ages past um, it's also worth noting for super Tolkien nerds that the the dwarves that were here before were not of Durin's folk, so they were actually separate clans from the from Durin's folk that came back um, and mm. have resettled the place. So might have been different aesthetics anyway. So who knows? <laughs> but um, so while there are like a multi, there's a lot of space, many caverns, lots of places. It's all kind of new construction. So you get the vibe of like visiting Washington DC versus visiting London is kind of how it goes. So there are things that look really amazing and beautiful and some of it looks like prefab, like put together. Like we like, just need to have a house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sort of like that based on what it was. And because uh, the dwarves were fleeing cause of doom after the Balrog, um, they didn't take a whole lot of super nice stuff with them. And they are fairly impoverished, especially when compared with the riches and the splendor of their previous arrangements. <laughs> so it's like creating as much as they can from less. Sure. So, yeah. So 
there's a, probably a bit of embarrassment about that. There's pride in like, we've survived, we've done this, we've built it from nothing. But there's also a little bit of like, this whole hall yeah. isn't made of the most beautiful marble. And yeah, exactly. So there's probably a lot of gold everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So there's probably a lot of, um, there are probably some wealthy, more wealthy families that have very ostentatious entries. Um, when we talked, when we went and visited Felix's home in that previous episode, he had a very grand entryway, but he was one of the like celebrated age old song singers. So he probably has a lot, lot to throw around. Um, and then uh, there's probably some who are newer or not and stuff like that. So your family, um, your father is from a long line of, of smiths, basically. So they are not the miners, but once they get the ore, and once it is, is purified ore, they are able to make just, like, incredible, um, like, works out of it. Um, so this is kind of the legacy of your family um, with your mother and your many, <coughs> many brothers and sisters. <laughs> So, which we're going to get to know tonight. It's sure. Right. <laughs> I, I also like the idea that I lost the helmet I left home with. <gasps> right. And now I have a different helmet yeah. that somebody else made. Made by someone in Bree. <laughs> right. Yeah. By unknown Smith. Yeah. Human Smith. That's just trying to look dwarvenish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's going to be great. Did you have a store? Like, I remember it was like given, it was like a family uh helm or was it just made it wasn't by... the helm it okay. was just made by okay i mean it was made by your father yeah yeah okay so it wasn't like an heirloom no no but when you show up it sort of looks like the nice thing he gave you has been replaced with something that is really not as nice at all right okay. for sure all right. that's gonna go for cool. thank you for reminding me of that detail <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> well your your shield is like remade and well, the shield's super fancied up but elveny yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you went you went far afield yeah. with your equipment mm -hmm. um, yeah so like cliff notes version um if you watch lord of the rings you know dwarves and elves don't really like each other what rewind many many thousands of years that is because the dwarves um were helping a very specific very powerful elf king create this beautiful work with some very beautiful gems called the silmarils didn't work out well ended up in a big war and the dwarves basically like raised an entire kingdom of elves um not great um so yeah uh, the the sacking of doriath um Still lives large in elven memory. Many, some of whom actually remember it, um, or not remember it, but remember when it happened and that they were living parallel somewhere else because the people of Doriath didn't make it. Good job, dwarves. Anyway, <laughs> if you're gonna go to war, you do, do it, it right. right. Yeah. So <laughs> since then, and because of the stories of those that have been handed down through the the different uh, groups. The dwarves think that they were wronged. The elves think that they were wronged. It's a whole hot mess. So there's actually very legitimate, like, like roots for this tree of hate that has grown between the two peoples. And while individuals have, like, kind of gotten past it at times, it's very, it's, uh, it's a deep-seated dislike between the people. So, anyway. Yeah, it... No problem showing up it's, with two dwarves or two elves yeah. to a dwarven stronghold wearing a human made helm instead sure. of your dad's gift. <laughs> We're going. It's going to be a great night. Possibly go great night. Great night. Elven torque. Yep. Elven modifications to your shield. shield. Yeah, yeah. 
Only the torch is the same. Yeah. That's right. But even then, the been axe, touched by a ghost. A ghost human. Yeah, but ghost human, okay. Right? I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know if your dad's going to be able to like sense that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's. So, uh, yeah. And if he does sense that, that's freaky. <laughs> Maybe you get your weird sense from your dad. <laughs> oh. Who knows which side of the family that little bit yeah. of magic passed down through. Um, so as you're approaching, um, there are kind of settlements on the outside. Uh, it's, I know what the you know, rings of power show, but it's not super easy to grow food in a cave. Like, there's some, there's, you know, mushrooms, like, delicacies, amazing things. But there are also some, like, more normal, like, crops that are grown outside of the caves, kind of um, kind of around the, the entrance. Um, and there is, like, a small um, set of, like, not homes necessarily. Most of the dwarves out, don't fully live out there. But there are structures to help, like, store some of the grains and, and barns yeah. and such things like that. Um, so they are out here. They are kind of, they're generally still made of stone more than they are, um, made of wood or things like that. So it's generally kind of the vibe of like the English, old English homes that have like thatch roofs and stone walls that have been built up. Um, so, and then like very clearly there's a link between the stone of these smaller structures as you're kind of approaching the entrance and then like looking up at the blue mountains that are rising up and you're like oh that's where all this stone came from so most of these are just storehouses and just more more uh utility type shelters hmm. Hmm. i wonder if it's looked down upon to be a surface farmer or if it's like oh no they're pretty brave they go out and farm like i don't know which way socially that would go i don't think dwarves are they don't fear being on the surface. It's no. a craft. Yeah, it's a craft. Yeah. And I think if someone, an elf, decided to, like, peace out and not live in any dwarven city, looking at you, Hanar, like, that's sort of weird. Um, yeah. but if, sure. But having a, a purposeful task is something that dwarves very much respect. Right, so the right. fact that they are raising animals that probably don't do well underground things like that are are, are seen as like that's a, an important function now are they as revered as you know stone singers or incredible smiths right probably not but you know they're on the level of like hey we like to eat yeah <laughs> yeah please keep doing what you're doing right sure i think as we get to those buildings erland Starts asking so many questions. Okay. Um, you've seen you've seen him in his like scholarly mode where he's mostly writing notes though. It's not pointed at you. Um but he begins to ask everything from like, so how long has your family been here? And like it it becomes a little bit clear that this is like he's building a, a scholarly report. Oh, sure. As to where we are and what's going on here, because he has never been to a dwarven city ever mm. in all of his travels. All right. uh, and when we see the farmhouses, uh, he looks around kind of perplexed. Do, do your people live here? Do you, uh, are these buildings for your home or? Is this another settlement? No, it's 
connected. Uh, some some will will live out here at the, at the far reaches. They don't want to travel so far daily to come out and tend to the stock and the fields. But some, as we get closer, you'll see they they have less home type buildings and more just service buildings, and they will go back into the mountain at night. Goes back to writing while walking, which is not advised. Um, and proceeds to grill you about, oh, what is, what is this building for? What is this building? And oh, sure. so yeah, just, um, it's that little scholarly spark that's turned into a whole raging flame again. I think Hannah is more on the lookout for the farmers as we get closer. Like, if people are out. I don't. I've kind of lost track of. Is it spring? Um, yeah, yeah, it's like springtime because we did Yule, which was through right. the winter season. So it was like early spring. So it's probably getting to like mid spring now. Okay. So there's actually not a ton of farms farmers out. Like things have been planted yeah. if it's mid spring. Mm -hmm. They'll come out and obviously inspect and take care of problems, but the livestock and well, yeah, yeah, the the the. the Farmers that keep livestock, they're, they're working every day out here. But the growers are more like, we've kind of done our big three weeks of work. Put our now, feet up. Now we just have to make sure that things stay irrigated and that kind of jazz. And for those of you out there watching on, at home, I'm not saying that farmers just take the spring off after <laughs> they're done. I know it's constant work, but it's not necessarily like out in the field all the time. You have to let things grow a while. Yeah. Um, that kind of a deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, you go through these. Um, there's not a lot, like of, of dwarves of people out here. Um, there are also. This is kind of where the roads uh, that humans, if they come this way, or if they do want to do some dwarf trade with the dwarves or things like that. These are the roads that they take. So it wouldn't be completely odd to see, you know, a like a species other than dwarves writing these paths um seeing a dwarf in kind of like elven fashion riding with two elves like if someone were to look like close enough to like really notice that that's what this was sure. you would get second glances of it um but for the most part you probably most people probably don't even like really look up on the road at this point because it is, it is between like a lot of like busy areas so there are people who take these roads fairly fairly often and like trade yeah. i mean yeah. you know especially with brie there's not a ton of trade between mithland and the dwarves obviously but brie definitely when they want some super fancy stuff um and they're not going to the elves <laughs> they want the more art deco vibe instead of art nouveau <laughs> than they <laughs> also most of our craftsmen have left yeah. and they don't know where rivendell is Accurate, but uh, for Mithland, I meant them. Like the yeah, dwarves. yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's not the dwarves are or the elves are not going to be like, hey, like here's a beautiful axe that I made you for chopping down wood. Like nope. if they want nice yeah. armor and stuff, most of the time it's probably the dwarves, unless like they have their own smiths make it. So as you approach, um, it's hard to kind of see at first, actually. Uh, it looks like you're riding towards the side of a very steep mountain. There's a bit that kind of looks like a cliff. Um, it goes up probably around 100 feet. and uh, But it's very 
nondescript. There's also bits that uh, are more uh, sloping, like a little bit more gently sloping, enough that there's trees and stuff growing on this. This isn't like walking up to, you know, the cliffs of Dover or something like that. It's like there's a little bit. And then as you get closer, you kind of, mostly it's the roads that kind of give away the position of the entrance because you realize that there's this road that goes, there's these three roads, two that run kind of parallel to the, um, to the mountains and then the one that you're kind of approaching on, um, which is a little bit more from the east. And they all kind of meet in this one spot. So your eyes kind of are naturally drawn, drawn to that spot. And then you notice that there is like um, what looks sort of like a cave entrance, um, which is, you know, very sort of nondescript. It looks big enough that you could walk, um, not like draft horses through, but definitely like like regular sized horses or ponies definitely could probably make their way through. Um, and there just seems to be a lot of like, you, you can tell the road has been ridden a lot in that little, in that little area right there. So. Well, it's probably like out to the crossroads. It's probably paved too. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just a dirt road. I wouldn't think. No, it is. It is for this part. Okay. Yeah. Um, as you kind of guide the way in, Hanar, um, this kind of, this cave ends up being sort of like, more like a covered porch, like, but oh, okay. like natural. Mm. Um, so as you enter there for like a few feet, if you hadn't been really looking for it, it would have just kind of looked like a cave. But as you go in, then you realize you hear your, the hooves of your horses hit like the clop clop. Um, and it is very nicely. Um, it's like almost a... A mosaic but of just geometric shapes um it doesn't seem to really like be making a specific picture but it's many different types of stone all from these mountains it seems all in this beautiful pattern on the floor um kind of similar to some of the beautiful um geometric mosaics you see um in like islamic temples and things mm -hmm. like that that don't depict specific people or things but are just stunning to look at and draw your eye a very specific direction um, and it all kind of like draws your eye to a beautifully carved door that seems to be made of just solid stone. Um, and uh, it's like a, a double door. It's, it's large kind of like rectangular shapes um, and they fit together so perfectly. Like it looks like if you like went up to it, it almost would appear to be one solid piece. Um, but you can kind of tell there's a few places where like the oil of people's hands over the centuries have kind of built up so it's just a little bit darker like where people have pushed on it and things like that like when you go so you can see sometimes on old stairways like where people's feet have kind of oh, worn yeah. away that's the only thing that kind of gives away that this might be two pieces because they are so perfectly carved that they um they fit together perfectly um sorry i said metal on the stone because the oils on like marble and stuff build up yeah, yeah. even if you clean them it just is yeah. a thing that happens with the stone because it absorbs into the stone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. As we're approaching, I just kind of move a little closer to Hanar. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> I think, I think Hanar moves closer to you too. <laughs> He's probably like, hmm, yeah, yeah, maybe uh, everybody just be cool. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron's still walking and writing, and his very keen natural sense of direction. Uh, I'm shaking my head for listeners at home. Um, 
guides him closer to a wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's right. Both of you, neither one of you ride. So you're the only one on the back of your pony, Hanar. Um, well, once we get up to the door, I dismount, dismount yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you're at the, at the door. All right. Uh, he walks up to the door. There's probably a very slight pattern that you have to slide the door mm -hmm. to make it then hinge open. Mm -hmm. So it's like it doesn't take a lot of strength, but if you just came up and pushed on it, it won't open. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to. That's why there's sort of these marks on it because people have to apply pressure and sort of slide it a little to the right and then back and then a little to the right and then back and then back to the left a little bit and then it'll finally open. So it's sort of like a little puzzle thing. Mm. Like I don't think this this isn't enchanted like the door at Moria, right? Yeah. It's not that, but it's still a mechanical lock sort mm -hmm. of thing that mm -hmm. only a friend would know how to open the door. So, um, and I, I'm thinking that each door would be big enough for a horse to go through without yeah. opening bolts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So uh, he'll go up and he'll put his hand on the door and, and push and kind of manipulate the stone a little bit. And it doesn't grind at all. Like, it's just silent as it moves. And then he pushes on the door and it swings back flush into the side. Uh, and then... I don't know what's on the other side yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as uh, you go through and you open it, um, much to the surprise, there's there's two dwarven sentries like on the inside because they figure the door the the door itself is yeah right. a pretty pretty good deterrent. If you suddenly hear someone like banging around on the other side, it's like obviously they don't know the secret code, they can't get in. So it's then they'll pay attention. Um, so they kind of look up when you walk through. And then you see them actually like kind of bring up their swords. Like one of them's holding a spear, one of them's well, one of them's holding an axe. You kind of see them like tense up and like like bring their not pointing at you, but the minute they see that you're dressed very strangely and you're in the company of two elves, they're not exactly sure what to do. Sure. Because you're obviously an elf, or you're obviously a dwarf, but elves, while it's not at this point like open warfare, it's Dislike. It's not just hey, come on in, welcome. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not great. Sure. Um, so you kind of see them making eyes at each other and like. Hey, hello. I. Please be be at ease. We're just traveling here. My my family is is re in residence. Uh, they. I I have spent many years traveling the roads. Uh, and gathering artifacts and important things, and these are my traveling companions. They're they're safe. Uh, well, state your name and be done with it, dwarf. I am Hanar, son of Bruni. And that name, they kind of relax a little. Very well. Well, welcome home, Hanar, son of Bruni, and companions. You know what? I don't think Hanar would do an introduction at the gate. 
No. Like, no. Oh, okay, you just ride through. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like cool. All right. And he leads the, the okay. pony and like. Come, Erlen's come following Hanar's lead too. <laughs> yeah, okay. Normally he's the first one to be like, "Hello, I'm Erlen of Mithlin." Yeah. Um, but he's just like, "Nope. Okay, this is what we're doing." <laughs> okay. So we're retconning so, that, and that didn't happen. No, 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 no. Just <laughs> the, for, no further introduction. No, uh, I'm not going to introduce by name. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm you still leave it did. There. Th- okay, yeah. I know it's moderately rude, and I'm not. I don't think it. They. Uh, I don't think that comes off as rude to them. I think sure. you not giving your full name was very rude, and they elves are elves. Who cares what Fair their enough. names are? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> like, like once you said like your family name and that you belong here, that kind of settled the deal for them, and now they're just a little bit like how strange. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure there'll be talk about like, oh, you know that. Look at that, that house had elves come to visit. Look, look what the cat dragged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking elvish. Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. Good job. <laughs> yep. I know. Uh, okay. And uh, so they do nothing. Um, but uh, as you, uh, there are, there's like a stable right kind of near the entrance. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Where most of like it's it, they're fairly large. They're kind of carved back into the mountainside and around a little bit. So while there's like the main street that goes in, and then the the road splits to kind of hug to two separate pathways that hug the sides of the cavern. Um, these kind of go, and you can kind of assume they're carved in behind the houses and the and the shops that are along the the opening of the cavern. Um, so. It, it's just they're deceptively large and they fit a large number of of ponies in them um it's kind of short so like you might not want to put like a bunch of normal horses in there like a few maybe near the front um but that's for a lot of or you know you don't you wouldn't want to stable them there for a long time no no no. like (laughs) oh a short visit is fine yeah well and there are doors that live here that have Have, yeah. yeah their ponies stabled there and um, you'd be amazed at some of the stables in like medieval mm-hmm. cities. Oh sure, <laughs> but um, if they're going to be there for any like long period of time, generally they'll have them housed outside into the pastures and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, so you were able to stable your pony if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I take my pack and yeah, they you get lots of strange looks. Um, are you going, would you would you give them? I don't want to like RP this a lot. Would you give them your family name, or would you just pay them? I would just pay. Okay, for sure. Yeah, it's something you have. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think for the rest of the walk, I think Hanar pulls out his axe and starts just sort of using it as a mm. walking stick. Okay. Right, like holding the top of the blade and. Mm-hmm. Kind of keeping that out front to like, make that be the first impression. Okay, that makes sense. A little bit, not in a threatening way, but more. In no, a, just a casual. A I I have I'm a, a large X and I'm a dwarf. Yeah, like <laughs> okay. I carry this somehow. Yeah, with a pack on and a shield on his back, and because mm-hmm. he's not like walking in there like I'm ready for fighting. No, yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay, I think um, picking up the vibe too. Erlen puts the book away. <laughs> um, and is gonna just try and like flank with Liriel uh, and just be like, yeah, we're cool. We're with this guy. <laughs> it's all him. good. But also does keep on like bowing in formal greeting whenever anyone walks by. Oh, 
we're cool, but also he's a giant nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lyriel's just like looking around. So they live most of their lives indoors. Well, yes, on this side of the doors, yes. Oh. No sunlight. Well, when we go out. Well, but of course. No, but... not in general. Well, you do notice um, lots of torchlight and things yeah. like that. But there are actually bits of sunlight that come through. Okay. Um, so they're like pinholes. Channels. Yeah, yeah, like that have been dr- like drilled through the mountain and let in these shafts of sunlight. Kind of usually pointed at very specific points. Um, you also notice that there's a lot of like very finely worked metal that it um, that works kind of um, similar to how the Victorians use mirrors to spread light from candles mm. that are kind of spreading the sunlight and spreading the torchlight around. So it actually is very like illuminated in here. It does not have kind of a a, a dark like feel to it. Um, there's this strange mix of like this bright what we know today is like blue light from sun mingled with like the warmth of light from different fire sources. Um, And it seems like also like specifically a lot of times on in like higher places, there are um, kind of um, like crystals, like large size crystals um, to kind of spread the light to kind of like almost like uh, like lanterns kind of diffuse and spread light out. Um, in conjunction also with some of them have these, uh, like, faceted, like, multi-faced, um, they're not mirrors because it's it's very fine, uh, like, silver. Some of it may be mithril, but not a lot of it because that would be worth mo- probably more than this entire cavern. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, spreading that light out. So it does, it feels, it's not quite like walking through a city in the middle of the day, but it feels like it would maybe in, like, the golden hour before the sun goes down. So it's kind of surprising, um, but it definitely feels strange to elves because it's like like twilight constantly. You know, I like, can't imagine like living, like as beautiful as that is, like that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> um, and the streets um, are like, like beautifully, like perfectly smooth, just carved straight out of the, the sides of the mountain. Um, in front of like finer houses, it, it's like sometimes you see similar to the mosaic work where mm-hmm. then when you walked in, um, there's also railings and because um, like if you look on one side, you look like down and there's more levels below and you can kind of look up and see other levels above um, kind of like in a, in a kind of a step formation. So there's not the kind of feel of like, oh, like down below, like, right. oh, they have no light. It's very much designed so that it's spaced equally and the light reaches everything as much as possible um so it's very um like it's it's engineered very specifically Mm. um and whether that was dwarves of ancient times or modern dwarves or a little bit of both who knows it's all about city planning yeah it's not organic growth for dwarves no not at all there's a lot of very specific very clear angles cut and every everything is Made and designed a very specific also, way. I imagine it's also surprisingly fresh air mm-hmm. in here. Like it's, yeah. it doesn't feel like 
I'm in a cave with a bunch of fires burning, and it's very <laughs> claustrophobic and close. It's fairly well ventilated. Yeah, absolutely. Through probably more carved channels that we can't mm -hmm. see that mm -hmm. are bringing in, you know, up near the top of the mountain where the wind hits. it At the right angle. Yeah. For the right, yep. Mm -hmm. Well, and, uh, like, dwarves pick places and mountains that have... Uh, like thermal channels that can clear things out, that keep things warm, that keep, you know, bring in sources of water. So there's sure. a, like very, you can actually hear uh, among the bustle, you can actually hear the sound of flowing water. You don't necessarily see it from where you are at this moment, but it's, it, there's a bubbling brook somewhere that, nearby or a fountain. That actually gives me some comfort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something nearby. So it, it does give like, like alive and, and bustling. Honestly, in a very different way than even the elven cities where you've spent time. While those are sort of like in stasis and slight decline as their populations leave, even the beautiful ones like like Lothlorien, like they know their time is at an end. So they're still maintaining everything. They still make lovely things, um, but they're looking somewhere else. These dwarves are still focused on making this better constantly for what is to come. Different permanent twilight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So this place, this is a place that sees a future for themselves and is working for it. So it almost in some ways feels much more alive than some of the dwar the elven cities that you've been to. I think there's probably even like younger dwarves, oh, yeah. children that are like, they, they have chores. And one of the chores is like polishing the road out front of the house mm -hmm. and all of that stuff because it keeps it reflective and... You don't want to have scuffed up walkway. That would be terrible. So, like, you see a lot of industry going on, even though we're not, like, in a forge or in... Right. There's a lot of people working about their homes. Yeah. A big variety of ages. There's very, very young dwarves to very, very old dwarves and everything in between. Um, there's... What's the lifespan of dwarves? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little longer than humans, so yeah. definitely not anywhere near elves, but it's generally, didn't we say it was... I thought it was like 300. Yeah, yeah it's, it's around like few shy of 400, I think. Yeah, yeah. so longer than hobbits, shorter than much elves. shorter than... I mean, like, everything's much shorter yeah. than elves. You but... can see Erlen trying to do the math as to how old these children are, because he's got <laughs> hobbit children sussed. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> but... Dwarves now, he's just like, oh, oh no, these are new children. I still don't understand children, and these ones are a different size. <laughs> um, and almost like a, a, a reflection of what happened when Hanar was walking around the Shire with Candy. Uh, you have a slowly growing pack of young dwarves who are kind of like, they're not following you with enthusiasm, like Kanar with the candy, but they're like, elves, there's elves. Did you see that? Yeah, I think they're yeah. elves. The Whisper Squad. Yeah, and like, it's not a friendly vibe from them. They're super curious, but also like a little bit like, oh, like, so they're not sure what to do. It's like when kids see something that's a little dangerous and they're like daring each other to go near it. Mm -hmm. um, and they're all just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very much that vibe. Like everybody knows they shouldn't be doing it. And everyone's so curious that they're kind of brave about it, but not close enough to actually get close enough to you, like be addressed or to talk to you or in any way. Carolyn still I smiles think, at them and bows. Yeah. I think because, um, because I've traveled so much, mm -hmm. and Lyriel 
has been around children and everything like that, you know, a lot more than Erland. I've been around human children. And I've been around, you know, I just like turn around and I look at them and I go, boom. <laughs> they scatter. <laughs> like in true fear, a couple of them probably scream a little and like run. Yeah. yeah. So they, uh, yeah. <laughs> barely contained laughter like slightly watery eyes just like oh my goodness no, I, I think Hanar just actually laughs like he's like as soon as they all scatter he's just like ah it'll be easier to walk then <laughs> I had no idea it would be so vast well there there are many of us they have to put them somewhere true but I never pictured it I don't know how how else to describe it. Just, it's enormous. <laughs> and gets bigger every year. Oh. We have quite a lot of mountain left. True enough. True. I suppose someday we'll run out. Hmm. Interesting mm -hmm. thought. Mm -hmm. um, and your, your keen elf eyes probably see, like, there are places that have that are, have still not been repopulated. So there's some flat areas, like very high or like way down low, that it seems like they started at like, like, like earth level and then they've been going up and down and building out from there. Um, so it's clear it's been a number of generations since the this place has been repopulated, but they've got a ways to go before they match even the, the, the dwarves of old in this place. <clears throat> um, yeah, so... Uh, as you are walking, um, what are some of the things, Hanar, as you're walking through that make you, like, like those things about home and being in, like, the, the place you grew up? I feel like this because I drove through my home cities today, too. It's like, oh, that thing. Oh, that's that now. Okay, that's a bank. Now. Okay, that's right. Like, <laughs> like, whatever, like, you haven't been here in quite some time. So yeah, what yeah. things feel the same and what things feel very different and make you, like, really bring home to you how you've been gone for so long? I think it... First off, it smells like home. Mm -hmm. uh, just... There's not a lot of dwarven cooking outside mm -hmm. of the mountain. Uh, there's not the same use of ingredients and spices in the same way. And the fact that there's bakeries and things that are down here making stuff. And while, like I said, it's pretty well ventilated, like those smells linger mm -hmm. uh, a while. So I think the first thing is that that breath in and know like, oh, okay, it this smells like my house and then there's that moment of like oh does it smell like this to everybody that comes here for the first time <laughs> like that slight worry like oh, oh is it offensive to elves mm -hmm. i don't know oh okay well they'll tell me if it's really bad <laughs> i guess um but uh then i think I think probably one of the rare times you haven't seen Hanar squinting a little bit, mm -hmm. where he's just sort of his face relaxes a little, you know, the some of the wrinkles here in the T area kind of relax a bit, mm -hmm. uh, and he's kind of looking around. Look, I think you see him looking specifically at specific homes, 
Mm. Like, is there going to be somebody there that he knows, or have they moved, or are they still there? You know, looking for. There's got to be restaurants and and mm-hmm. you know businesses and things. So he's probably looking for. Is that still a place? Is you know, because he was here through adolescence into young adulthood. It wasn't like he left as a child and only has yeah, yeah. tiny child memories. No, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that's so, that's yeah. kind of the stuff he's looking for more okay. than anything. Is like the are the same people in the same places. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit out of fear, um, and then a little bit out of like actual curiosity like oh is that is that re- restaurant still there is that is that pub still there uh, is mm-hmm. are they still making the same beer or did they change the recipe is there you know did somebody come up with a new barley or who knows you know that mm-hmm. kind of a thing um now you can take one of two routes to your house are you taking the route that goes by your family shop or the other route hmm I guess it kind of depends on what time of day it is. What time of day do you want it to be? Well, I mean, like, you you journeyed up here, so I'd say that you probably got nearby at least around nightfall. Right. Um, so if you would have gotten up right away and gone straight in. It's like, probably mid-morning, mm, kind of okay. after we hiked through the fields and all that. Okay. Um, I think he'd probably go to the shop okay. before he went to the house. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh. So as, we're going to have Runa actually with you for this part. Okay. Um, they're com- I completely forgot uh, the side thing I planned for her. So oh. I, have a th- I have a thing planned. So oh, okay. Runa's riding and, and came in and her horse is stabled with yours. Um, Perfectly fine. Yeah. She's a little more quiet than usual, but she's fine. Um, and uh, I'm sure she's probably like, I've never climbed the inside of my Oh no. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, she sees those she sees those tiered yeah, like yeah, living yeah. levels and it's just like oh like full uh the, mm-hmm. the pressure climb up the vents with yeah, the light. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Free climbing, yeah. Free climbing the, the vents. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where did this tunnel lead? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um <laughs> We're gonna start off actually where I think you're going to first walk by um, uh, the shop of Felix. Oh, okay. Um, would that feel like right to you? Would you maybe stop in? Because you did promise to bring him news of what you did with the stone. I did. Um... Or would you feel like you'd go straight home? Like first? I feel like Hanar would want to go home. Like, okay. I think he. Look, it's not going to be great, but he has to get it done. Okay. He's the like, off. I'm, I'm this far. I'm not going to yeah. put it off any longer. Like, I'll come back, but yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to say that as you're walking in, like Runa asks, she's like, I have something I really need to do. Um, is there like a dwarven, like, like metalsmith or jeweler that you trust? Of course. Oh, Kimmy. I know. So you're going to give her the information for Gail Sharpstone? Yeah. She's the one who... It's... I would I would check with her. Like, okay. It's not dangerous, right? Whatever. She gives you that grin of Samantha's, which is like, <laughs> like the... maybe? Yeah, sure, I don't know. Sure. I, I'll take that. Like, okay. if they, Maybe I don't know. I'm like, just, just please be kind. 
I, I involved course. her in the finding of the Palantir, so there was enough danger already. <laughs> I'm sure that the Palantir is much more dangerous than what I'm right. going to bring. That's my best Samantha impression, sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, that's that's what we have to go with. Like, okay. Just try and be gentle. Of course. <laughs> uh, beautiful, I think flips her beautiful red hair. And Hanar like, would probably write out a note. Okay. Like, hi, you know, this is a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, your work is impeccable. Uh, hopefully you can help them with their problem. Yeah. And Runa exits Ooh. his suggestion. I think Kai might know what's happening, but it's fine. <laughs> Been concerned about this for many, many <laughs> sessions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pick uh, up a random ring, they said. It'll be fine, fine, they said. What happened picking up an obviously magical ring in Middle Earth? Like, who knows? I mean... Magical rings in Middle Earth? What? what? It's really off-brand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially happened. when, like, the great Elven Smith of old is like... That's an interesting ring. Yep. All right, peace out, Middle Earth. I'm off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so Runa goes off and uh, with this map, kind of wandering, drawing a lot of attention. But sure. Yeah. But humans and dwarves is a little less. Like. Yeah. There's not a lot. Yeah. Of there's not there. as anim. There's not as much animosity. Um, so they're off. Um, Especially because she's. Of a fairly significant family in Bree. Yeah. That's a primary trading partner for here, so yeah. it's not. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be fine. Don't worry. Um, so, and then you continue on to your home. Um, so then, yeah, we're going to have you... Are well, you going to go... I think if it's morning, I'd probably go to the shop first. Oh, okay. Like, that's where the work is. Yeah. They, people would be there. I know I can go stop there, and then I can always go to the house, or we can just leave if this goes okay. really badly. <laughs> That'll be great. Um, so, yeah, you're walking, uh, and the two of you specifically see, like, you, you hear kind of this ring of hammers, and it's something that is very common in this place, and it's, like, one of the interesting things is, like, depending on the, the anvil and depending on the metal they're working and things like that, it almost is something that, especially because they're a little bit farther away, they're spread out all through this cavern. It's almost like um, like a percussion instrument where it sounds more like, like a xylophone's too high-pitched, but like, I forget what the name of the low alternative to that is, but there's an instrument that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. the deep sound that's a, a, a xylophone-type instrument. Um, and like a marimba, that's more tinny. Yeah, it, it, it's it's used for orchestration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the lower register is yeah. the bass xylophone. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. And like, yeah, I'll think of it like in twenty minutes. I'll be like, ah! and then, um, but anyway, so that's kind of what it sounds like. Except instead of having it all come from one source, it's like echoing kind of slightly from everywhere, and it's. Something that you almost like you notice really strongly when you first enter, and then it kind of becomes part of like the sounds of the place. Mm -hmm. But when you start walking towards it, you hear very clearly this like clear ringing sounds, and it sounds different even than like the elven smiths that you've been near, and definitely different than any of the human smiths you've been near in Bree or something. There's like an interesting like tone to it that just like rings for longer. Um, and it's, it might be like the metals that they use for the anvils or what it is. It's just like, 
it's almost as if the earth is singing, you know, back with these smiths. Um, like, it's just this very beautiful, interesting tone. Tell me if I'm completely off base here, but I think maybe smiths also sing, like, oh, yeah, like as they're working, mm-hmm. that kind of flows into the creation yeah absolutely kind of a thing. yeah so you also hear like these like deep dwarven voices almost like shanty type mm-hmm. songs where they're kind of all keeping time with each other um and it's it's like deeper sounds and then you know kind of the offbeat is the higher sounds but um there's a very clear like chorus of voices that sound very similar to hanar because you're very familiar with hanar's voice and this sound, these these voices sound very similar to Hanar. While they're a little bit, some of them are higher and lower. There's like a familial similarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have a name for the shop, or have you thought of that? Oh, I didn't even think about. Okay, that. well, we can come up with one. But you mm-hmm. come up to um, this. Uh, it's not carved. It's it, it's a very large piece. Um, that's got a very very high ceiling and it's carved in it almost goes up to the next tier it's so high um and then the f- the front of it is almost um more of a, a decorative piece it doesn't go all the way up to the ceiling there's like a gap between the ceiling and the top of these like walls similar to like what you'd see for like a theater production or something mm-hmm. like that um because it wants the sound to come out because it doesn't want that sound to be trapped in there because that would hurt the the hearing of the people inside. So that would let the the ringing and the singing come out. And that also helps draw business to their shop because that's part of how you, in like dwarven society and many societies, singing and getting attention and calling out and hawking gets people to come to your shop. Um, well, I don't think dwarves are all about big signage. No. So it's kind of a, you're telling people what's going on in here because they can hear it. Yeah, exactly. The Dwarven cities, while they're very carefully laid out, are sort of like labyrinths. Like, if you don't know exactly where you're going, you're not just going to wander around and find, oh, this shop. So having these very clear markers and things like that, or like these sounds, are much more helpful than just having signs. So, um, and you can go, and um, there is in the side, like, carved... um, it's like a battle. It's hard to tell exactly what it was, but it's like in an old uh, dwarven tale. And there's these very mighty looking like dwarven warriors fighting. Um, and uh, there's, there is a sign hanging out that is uh, made of, it, it looks like it was cast in metal almost, but when you get up close, you can actually see very tiny, like well done, like, um, like rivets and soldering. Um, on the edges of it. It's just, mm. it's so finely done that it looks like one solid piece. Um, and it has the name of the shop, which we will come up with in a few minutes. I'm thinking. Yeah, it's fine. Um, you know what? Uh, I'll use uh, uh, the nickname that I gave her. Oh, sure. Uh, so it's a Hammerheart Forge. Oh. So. Um, Is yeah. it in Cosduel, though? Can't read you it. can't read it. <laughs> so, uh, Neo-Kaza is the, the current Dwarven language. As opposed to old Kaza or whatever. Um, anyway, so that's the ruins that are above it. So you'd know. You'd sure. know anyway. But um, but there's also, like, a very clear, like, 
anvil. Like you're like, oh, mm. if you hadn't Smithy. already known this is a blacksmith, <laughs> you'd be able to tell what this was. Um, but it's it's definitely not the type of blacksmith that does like horseshoes. Right. This is a fine like armorer. So this is a smith of incredible quality. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Hannah gets to the front. In my head, it's sort of like the front entrance. Like there's, I'm envisioning sort of like a little, uh, like a British urban front garden. Like there's a little tiny strip of land mm-hmm. where you'd, you'd walk through a front gate and mm-hmm. then maybe up two steps to yeah. to a mm-hmm. big door, kind of a thing. Uh, so he probably pauses at the gate for a second and takes a deep breath and looks at the both of you and goes. This is my father's forge. Uh, I'm hoping that he's receptive to us. Uh, if not, I'm sure we can find some other arrangement for accommodation, but it's been many years since I was here. And we didn't part on the best of terms. Ah, oh, understood. Is this a... um? Battle positions, sort of. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> if it comes to that, we're all in trouble. Um, all right. I'm. I would assume that he could lift me like he lifts a hammer. Ah. So. Well. I, I don't think that that we're going to do much good if we come to that. So. Still at your side. Armed or not. Indeed. Thank you. And he'll reach up and unlatch the gate push up to the front door. Uh, I think there's even, like, he takes the axe and there's a spot on the wall where he hangs it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's, you know, a pair of brackets and mm-hmm. then another one that holds where the handle is. And he puts the axe there and then knocks on the door. Erlen mm-hmm. looks at Hanar kind of nervously, like, should I take my bow off? I have this sword. Should I... It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to say that, like... You don't have to. You don't have to knock on the door. Oh, okay. The front part of uh, of this is actually a like a storefront type thing. Oh, okay. Um, where like it's not like a clothing store where they have a bunch of stuff in different sizes, but it's like they have things on display of their craft. Some models. Yeah, mm-hmm. that models different options that you can like go up to and say, "Hey, I would love a shield um, similar to this." Like, so it's all custom order. Um, but you walk in, um, and your your sister. Uh, Deidre was is standing there, and she is like looking down. There's kind of like a, a kind of a desk. It's 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 not exactly like a podium, but it, it's kind of like that sales counter type thing. Yeah, sure. Um, and on it, there's a bunch of papers and scrolls and what look like different orders from different people. Um, and she's frantically like One writing. Of those sharp sticks to slap the orders. <laughs> oh, on yeah, it. yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she uh, is writing something, and uh, uh, wh- one minute, I'll be with you in a moment. Uh, take a look around, see if there's anything you like. Um, if you're here to pick up an order, um, we might need a little bit more time. One moment. And she um, continues running. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Who do you think I've been sending stuff home to? Now, are you, are you the oldest? Probably. Okay, that's why it was like such a disappointment. Yeah, I Oof. think I think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. 
So I'm going to have a, a list. I'm putting you at the top of the list of siblings. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So uh, Deirdre was, uh, is like the youngest. Ah. So I, I, have a, I, I was kind of picturing you had, still had a good relationship with your mother. Sure, um, that's fine. Yeah, and you probably, I mean, she probably takes after, like, like Deirdre probably, you probably have a good relationship with her. Um, uh, and your mom, um, uh, Dranura, D-R-A-N-U-R-A, daughter of Madeira. Thank you. I can remember Madeira, like yeah. the wine. Yeah. <laughs> in a hurry right before, and I left my wine in the house. So there you go. <laughs> oh, that's great. Good work. <laughs> solid, actually. Solid, solid. yeah. Mm -hmm. World building right there. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it's up to you. Would you have a good relationship with her? Well, uh, I don't think I... Just so you know, there's one, two, three, four, five siblings between you and her. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think, I think I probably barely knew her as an adult, mm, okay. right? Because I left when I was a fairly young-ish adult. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's more of a, she was the baby. She was still in primary school when I left, okay. kind of a thing. So I probably haven't seen her since. Yeah, I mean, for a young, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it could have been up to like fifty years ago, right? Like hundred years ago, right? Yeah. Right. Well, okay. I'm not. I'm not, not that old, okay. but yeah, yeah. I'm like that's around my age. Okay. So I figure I probably left in my thirties. Oh, okay. Something oh, around wow. okay. or forties, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, when it, like just cuss, you were just an adult, brand new adult. Uh, yeah, slightly. Maybe under. like a like I tried for a few years to get into the apprenticeship program, that kind of a thing. Equivalent so equivalent of like eighteen ish. No, probably more like. You know, he finished normal schooling and then went into this program, and so like, couldn't get accepted to a master's. Didn't program. get into a grad school. Program. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Got so it. like that okay. twenty-four, right around there is about the time I'm thinking I left home. Okay, so she would in be the equivalent. Dwarven equivalent. Twenty-four. So, yeah. so she'd be the equivalent. She probably was around like sixteen. Like when okay, left. Sure. Because like, boom, 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 boom. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> One grad, one after the other. I don't know. It was something in the the air those decades um, <laughs> for your dad and your mom. But um, good couple of years. Yeah, um, maybe just a little younger. She might have been like around between twelve and like fourteen, probably. Sure. Um, so definitely old enough to have Early like teenager. Yeah, and totally like, but old enough to have like strong memories of you. And, like, sure, sure. Be a have a personality when you left. Um, that sort of thing. Um. So yes. So would you think would she be? I, I think we're probably on fine terms. Okay. Um, uh, I think I'd walk up to the the podium or pedestal or desk, whatever mm -hmm. kind of combo thing. I'd probably walk up to it and I'd just rest an elbow on the front of it mm -hmm. and say, "Well, I'm not here to pick up an order, but I am here for a bit." And a long overdue visit. Uh, she like stops what she's doing when she sees your elbow and looks like, looks up at you, uh, and does not recognize you. Like your Fair hair enough. is a little different. You're wearing all different armor. You're not wearing the helm of your family. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like your weight's probably fluctuated a bit in the last five decades. <laughs> like, like you look different. 
Sure. Um, and she kind of like looks at you for a second and is like, excuse me? And I'll reach up and take off the helmet. Yeah. And then she kind of is like, and Hanar? Yes, indeed. What? Uh, you're visiting? Does dad know? No, that's why I came here first. Oh, uh, she looks like awkward. Like there's a thing she's not saying. Huh. Uh, okay, well, um, Ty, good to, and then she freezes because she sees the two of you. Like yeah. she's processed. <laughs> Guess I, in. These are my companions They're from like my travel. <laughs> We already stick out. <laughs> Shimoka. And and I would introduce by name. Here. Yes. Uh, this is Erland of Mithlin and Lyriel of Rivendell. Fine I'm, companions I have met along my travels. I am Deirdre, daughter of Denura. Uh, I. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to make your acquaintance. Yeah. Um, Lovely establishment. Thank you. Yes. Why don't you browse for a minute? Um, Hannah, can I speak with you for a moment? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, suddenly it's like, like the, like, just like absolutely flabbergasted, like doesn't know what to say, like still fairly young dwarven woman is like, uh, oh, I this, this the, is a the lot. Customers, yeah, the customer service dwarf has now taken over. <laughs> and then she's, why did you, <laughs> Hanar? And she like walks around the counter. <laughs> and yeah, and like surprisingly like strong, like does the like arm around your like arm thing and like pulls you. <laughs> I think, I think I probably stumbled a little bit because yeah. I was leaning on the desk. <laughs> So yep. it's very much a... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she pulls you off to, like, a side room? Sure. Well, there's probably, like, uh, at least a, a fitting room sort of a thing. Yeah, you know? that's exactly what she checks you. Yeah, yeah. Now, the way this works, like, the front, there's, like, a thinner rectangular room that kind of works as, like, the storefront. You came into that through the big doors. Past there, um, the room, there's another set of large do doors that are more... Um, uh, just for, like, just to keep customers out. They're not, like, super functional doors. That goes back to the actual work area. Mm -hmm. And that's where the hammer sounds are all coming from and the singing. Um, and you can hear, Hanar, at least four of, you know, your family members have to be back there, like, hammering away, creating stuff right now. Um, I think that's probably why the songs are so rhythmic, mm -hmm. is when you're working on bigger pieces, you have multiple people oh, hammering yeah. the same piece. Yeah. So it's all about you keep your part. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. That's, that was the, the function of shanties, too, is to keep yeah. all the, the sailors in time. Um, so, but yeah, she, dra she drags you into, like, into a fitting room, which is, like, very, a little awkward, but, like, whatever. She's panicking at this moment. You're almost not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I envision it probably, like, a fairly high-end dressing room. Right, like oh, yeah. it's, it's a got chair a polished the... mirror on one mm -hmm. side. Oh, it's lovely. The customers could like there's room in there. Yeah, it's, it's not... still a little awkward when she's yeah, like, yeah. don't listen to my dress. Okay, Carolyn starts singing. Okay, just trying to like catch the the 
maybe not the words because mm-hmm. he doesn't understand probably what they're actually singing, but just mm-hmm. like starts to hum along pretty audibly. You know, like I'm both enjoying this music and minding my own business. <laughs> yeah. Hannah, are you okay? Are you captive? Do do, do we need to? No, everything's no. fine. <laughs> they're they're, as I said, traveling companions. Right, you're not being held hostage for like no no the family fortune or something. No no, I I am not. Nor have I brought <laughs> elven prisoners. Uh, back home. <laughs> There's not the relationship there at all. Well, I knew that. How could you hold two elves prisoner? Wow. <laughs> I have been places and done some things since I left. I'll have you know. Okay. Like, she obviously has no idea. Like, whatever family members you're keeping in the loop, yeah. she's not in the loop. She thinks you're off, like, selling stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. No, um... And the way I said that is how she feels about that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Selling stuff. Oh, and, hypocrisy of her being here selling stuff but no no no. but like having to go places to like sell things yeah yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's very low yeah people uh, should come to you right as a craftsman yes you have made things and people will come and buy them if they're good enough things mm-hmm. if you have to go to them that means that you're selling substandard things uh, well no i i have traveled quite a distance around the world and seen many places that that no one in the family has ever seen and fought many terrible things just two days ago or two whatever before mm-hmm. the tra- journey a week ago mm-hmm. what, however long that was uh defeated an evil creature of darkness not far from here just down at Creek's Crossing on the way to Bree. And I only defeated that creature because of my companions that I've brought with me here. So and like, an additional companion that is busy at the moment. <laughs> you do the look of like the little sister who's not sure whether you're trying to trick her or not. And she's like trying to suss that out, like super suspicious. Creature of darkness? Yeah. <laughs> yes. A monstrous being that resembled a bat, but was... Bats are very tiny. We have bats all over the was place. Was nine foot tall. A nine foot tall bat? Yes. That spoke in the foulest language. I mean, y- you've heard Flegg's language. I don't know if anything could be fouler than that. No, la- language... <laughs> Language that dripped like tar from its mm. mouth. Not not seedy language. <laughs> not the language of, oh, I've hit my thumb. The language just felt wrong. Well, that... She doesn't know what to do with this information. <laughs> and I think, like, I think Hannah, like, points at his armor. Because he hasn't really changed the armor part. Yeah. And like see the battle marks. Yeah. I mean it's he's, he's taken care of it and oiled things and mm-hmm. buffed the leather bits and, and that stuff. But like yeah. you can see that there's damage. A ding's that a has ding. occurred. Yeah. Yeah. I 
I have fought things out there. I didn't set out to do so, but I have found my way into a, a life of adventuring that I didn't think I would when I left. So you're not a merchant anymore? You're well, like a, a little... hero and a warrior? Well, I have, I have done more warrioring of the past year than I anticipated finding my way to. Wow. And they, like, helped you? They yes. She kind of, like, glances out of what's very obviously, like, <laughs> where the elves are. I, I would not still be here if not for them. I thought, I mean, they saved a dwarf? Yeah, yes. She looks just like, wow. That's... Here's something I have learned as I've traveled. It's easy to dislike a group. But it's also easy to like individuals. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. And I think... I have spent quite a bit of time in the lands of the elves. You've been to the lands of the elves? Yes. Yes, several of the major cities. And our dad's going to kill you. <laughs> I I understand. Did but... you give them like any of our like like I mean you kept the family armor secrets, right? I I have not shared a single bit. Okay. You know, I it, how much could I have shared? <laughs> she nods like, "Yeah, that's a fair point." Okay. <laughs> I've gotten better. I found my way to being a little better at things. Yeah, right. The truth. Okay. Prove it. She again grabs you by the arm <laughs> and like drags you out of the changing room, like walks past. <laughs> Up front, you just see the curtain from the changing <laughs> yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, something's going on. And yeah. Then... She, no, she walks right back out into oh. the workroom, like right past the elves. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Okay. And like goes and throws open the other two doors back to the workshop. Um, which, like, there's suddenly this, like, halt in the song, uh -huh. and, like, the hammers kind of falter for a second. <laughs> and then there's just, like, this dead silence. As, like, as she's, like, and you hear her feet, like, on the on the walkway, like, and she drags. All right. Everyone, Hanar's back, and he's going to show us that he can make stuff oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's going to, she's going to drag yeah. you up to, like, one of the, you can see as you look up, there's, like, um, like two rows and there's almost it's it's very uh, like cathedral church type vibes the way it's laid out it's all in like um, like very geometric patterns and stuff like that but there's literally two rows of anvils one on each side and there's like an aisle up the middle mm -hmm. and the anvils get bigger as you go closer and then, then at the end there is almost what looks like an altar with a huge anvil on the top and that is like uh, Rooney's like special anvil that he used only for things, and it's there's nobody there right now, which is strange. Mm. Hannah, I don't know if you have a moment to notice that, but you that uh, probably I think the... immediately that's yeah. what I'm like. Oh god, oh no, <laughs> like yeah, and you look up straight up there. And... So you heard you heard her footsteps, and then you heard like scuffing shuffle feet <laughs> along. Mm. I don't. 
I mean, you can both see, like, the doors are flung open and it's like a big aisleway and you can see everything even if you don't. I just get this picture of Erland and, and Lyriel, like, on opposite sides of the door, but, like, leaning in. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there's, like, the silence of, like, Hanar, Hanar, you can do it. And then silence again as they both see your heads kind of poke, poke out. And then she... <laughs> Deirdre's also like, oh, oh yeah, they're um, he's with two elves who saved him a bunch of times. I don't know. Uh, she like marches you up to one of the very small like beginner anvils. Sure, sure. And like, it's like the kids' table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Macaroni art. Yeah. The next one's paint by numbers. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it's, it's similar to that vibe. Um, and the the four uh, other dwarves, there's uh, three brothers, and who you assume is a sister, all up there at the, the very far. Like, they're not at the big anvil, but they're the ones right in front of the big anvil. And so those four anvils are taken and have been being worked all day. Um, behind the anvils, there are, there's like this long row um, of what are like, um, like, it sort of is like a long pizza oven almost, but it's not actually a pizza oven. It's, uh, but it's got that vibe. It's got like the hood that then kind of goes up into the decoration and the geometric shapes on the wall. And it just like runs the length of, um, of the room. And it's where they heat the metal first and they turn it right around. And it seems like it is designed so that each station can actually control the level of heat, mm. even though it looks like one long trough of like fire. Um, it is very precisely made. So wow. depending on what they are forging at a specific anvil, they are they they're able to control the temperature based on what metal they're doing for. And it gives kind of this strange glow to like the rest of the room. Um, but you do notice that one of the kind of pinpoints of light that have, has been drilled into the mountain that is true sunlight is shining down on that big anvil on the front. Because that is like where the most beautiful art is made and it needs like the truest, purest light. Um, and it is then kind of somewhat reflected around the rest of the room. So it is actually a fairly bright room. Mm. Um, but that's just like this strange, like pure, oh. bright, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little more diffuse than that, but it's just like bright, like, like, bright white blue light with like the rest of the room kind of being like warm uh, yellow and red tones. We are finally among Erland's people. <laughs> yes. He's been like dwarves. How do I dwarves? What are dwarves? Crafts people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the sparkle in his eye. Yes. Um, yeah, forge. I know it's a forge, but I'm just I'm getting the, the visual. Come on, James. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it's not just here's a hot little. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. an epic part of the architecture in addition to being functional. And that's what kind of the vibe you get with everything. Like everything is stunning, but also very functional. Um, so your the your your siblings who were crafting at first when they there was like this like strange silence when she is dragging you, then they see who you are and they're like, hey, oh my gosh you're back blah, blah 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 and then she like marches you to one of the forges like completely ignoring all of them i don't know like sure, sure. little sister is now like one of the bosses i don't know how that happened but no i, I know exactly how it happened <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> and then uh she marches you over to the forge she makes that announcement and everyone's like uh, and they kind of smirk and then they look awkward like are you in trouble about this like like and then they're all like shocked that there's two elves that are here and now they're just like 
also looking sort of baffled and <laughs> super curious sure. and sort of frozen in place, not knowing what to do. Uh, I think also by the smaller forges, there's like pieces that are in process, but they look very much like the armor that you've seen on humans and Bree. Like mm-hmm. it's the export armor. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind it's of made stuff. for the tourist trade. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yes. Um, hmm. What would I try and what's fast to me? I mean, we're going to use the magic of the yeah, game. Like I understand. You, yeah, no, 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 but I, I would like even in character, Hanar would be pondering immediately, like, what could I make that would be somewhat impressive yet not take uh, six hours. Mm-hmm. Kind of, a, kind of a situation. Something probably small and very fine. Like something yeah, that would take yeah. a lot of small, um, very detail-oriented work would be very impressive. So I think he's going to try and make just a band. Okay. Like, a, like a wrist piece. Okay. Um, but I think the crafting part of it is going to be he's going to take a blank. And then he's going to hammer in, uh, like, another metal overlay mm-hmm. in, like, a sort of a filigree thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what he wants to do is he wants to do it similar to something he saw on the giant elf from his visions. Oh. Uh, like, just a piece that they were wearing, right? Like, I'm going to make it look like that. I didn't, mm-hmm. it's not like I studied it or anything, yeah. but I want to make it look vaguely like that. Okay. Um, and I think it was probably something that was hammered. Um, so it had like facets in the metal. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's going to try and make. Okay. Fantastic. We'll see. It might go horribly. Okay. Do you want to spend a hope on it? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) We want to give you a fellowship point for it, I think. Yes. Yes. So spend Um, a hope and take a fellowship point. And don't forget your gift. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So give give me the extra thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then one more for the using a hope point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you see Hanar and he picks up this blank. And then he picks up just this, this super thin little spool of looks like uh, gold or maybe like a... Mm-hmm. Actually, it's probably more like a rose gold tint. Mm-hmm. To it right, and he takes picks up the two pieces and looks at both of them, one in each hand, and whispers at them, yeah. uh, and just kind of closes his eyes and focuses. And then he takes the two medals and just strikes them off of each other, uh-huh. and then he puts it on the on the forge and starts with the tiniest little ball peen hammer, just. <laughs> Working okay. on it, so. Okay. When you do that, like, you can immediately, like, your sister who's standing there smirking kind of stops smirking. And you can see the four siblings who are up higher in the room kind of look at each other and, like, whoa. And then um, look back at you. And suddenly they're paying attention, not to, like, ridicule, but, like, genuine curiosity. Sure. Um, so, specifically, that was the roleplay version of using a little bit of magic that I picked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Because I put it in crafting. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make it work from 10, 15 sessions. Ireland <laughs> is like willing, but is also like trying to will this to go well, but also can't stop thinking about the boat. 
know. Just like, please don't make this a boat. Please make this beautiful. You can do it. It just comes out all gnarled. No. Like, I tried, everybody. It's abstract. Here we go. Yeah. It's a, it's a centerpiece. <laughs> a really little one. <laughs> For a tiny table. And hanging out with right. hobbits. I'm... <laughs> For my child. <laughs> Sorry. All right, all right. Here we go. Lucky, lucky, lucky. We can do this. Okay. Huh? Nothing exceptional, but I clearly made it. Oh, okay. Yay. I was hoping with all these dice I'd get something good, mm -hmm. but no. Uh, but I, yeah, I well surpassed. Okay. Yeah. No. Like very, uh, in a in a very clear like shorter amount of time than you'd expect like you have a very finely wrought like piece of jewelry um it is definitely above what anybody in brie could make um it is very respectable for dwarven craftsmanship um and uh yeah like your sister Deirdre, like picks it up and just like wow you weren't kidding hannah you are a lot better um Here's the question. Okay. Is there some kind of a visual tell to having used that little bit of magic? Do you want there to be? I don't know. I I think it would probably only if someone else had that magical okay. gift. I think most people wouldn't be able to see sure, that. Yeah. Sure. So it's like it's sort of like the the spirit blessing on your armor and things like that. Like other people who've been blessed by the spirit or people who might have magical vision might be able to tell. Sure. But for the most part it looks Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I think your, your sister doesn't seem to notice anything about that. Cool. And she, like, goes running up the aisle and starts showing it to the, your other siblings, and they're all commenting on it. And then, like, they uh, are, like, coming down, and they're, like, joking, wow, this is amazing! And they're just, like, cheering you on, slapping you on the back. Like, <laughs> I think I'd probably go around and start the hug, yeah. like, the mm -hmm. chain around the room mm -hmm. uh, thing. And then I, I would turn back to the door and be like, thank you for your patience. This went better than I expected. <laughs> you did um, wonderfully. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll start, I'll go around the room and do that party introduction mm -hmm. that you'll never remember. All no, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. no. Oh, yeah, there's but, only five of them there right now. Sure, but it's <laughs> still. still <laughs> it's five people five and you're just like, names. name, 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 yeah, name. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll go around the room and introduce all them and I'll introduce you to them. Mm -hmm. and, and then I'll say, we, I, I come back for a, for a visit, we're on our way north, uh, farther into the mountains. Um, I have fallen into the habit of of helping to defeat evil things out in the world, uh, and we've heard that there is something to the north that that needs a reckoning. Hanar the warrior. I, and they, I they like, thought so either. They say it kind of like they're about to make a joke, and then they're like, oh, okay. So, uh, but, and then I, I look at all of them, and I'd probably be like, what, what's going on with father? Oh, and then just as, like, um, dude is about to speak, there's, like, this like abrupt like marching sound and like to stopping. What is going on here? And you turn around, uh -huh. <laughs> and it's your brother Droney. Oh, he's your younger brother by one. 
So if you were supposed to be kind of like the heir apparent, when you took off, he was what was left. And he's sure. always had a bit of a contentious relationship with you. Um, he was very gifted at crafting. He, like, I don't know if that may be part of why you left. You felt like, you know, he was... Well, I think it calculated in. I think mm-hmm. probably at that point, Hanar was like, look, you've got somebody that can do it so much better. Mm-hmm. If I get out of the way, then mm-hmm. it's easier to make that decision rather than being embarrassed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so Droni's standing right there, and he's just like, Hanar? Indeed. I have returned for a visit. Visit. And he's like, like this is a very palpable difference. Mm-hmm. Like, Deirdre was like, kind of like, friendly hazing energy like there was still love underneath like yeah like this is there's like cold steel between these two um and everyone else in the room had kind of is frozen too like they've just all kind of like pulled in a little bit Everything, the whole temperature of the room is cooled you come for a visit and you didn't stop home well i assumed that father would be here at work oh And he just, like, looks, like, frustrated and, like, disappointed. It's just, like, exuding off him. But you see behind the eyes, like, probably not Hannah. You probably are. You don't notice. But the two of you might notice, like, a little bit of, like, fear. Mm. And, like, yeah. a little bit of, like, jealousy. Like, like, there's a little bit of that for sure here. Well, Father had a mishap at his anvil a few weeks ago. Um, it's taking some time to heal, and he's been, he's at home. Oh. I've been taking his place at the Great Anvil. Well, wonderful. He, like, looks at you like he doesn't trust that you really think it's wonderful, but, like, thank you. Well, I'm not sure it's wonderful that Father got ob- hurt. Obviously but... not. I meant wonderful that you have stepped up to... To keep the the fires hot. Well, who else was going to do it? That's the point I'm making. Yes, that's the point I'm making, too. There's just, like, everyone's just, like... If everyone could, like, disappear into the walls, they would. You see dwarves climbing into the floor. (laughs) (laughs) secluded. Yeah. Two owls are just, like... Especially because he marched up and walked right between them. Yep. Yes. (laughs) Uh, so I assume these two are also with you? Yes. They have been my traveling companions now for quite some time. You always have to be different. You always have to buck tradition, Hanar. You can never just do what's expected. Well, I suppose we will have to make the elves welcome then as guests of the family. He turns to you. I am Droni, son of Bruni. Welcome to our great city. Welcome to my family's forge. And I will escort you to our home where you will be staying at the invitation of my brother. Erlen bows gratuitously yes. deeply. We thank you for your hospitality. It is a high honor that this forge is 
breathtaking. Thank you. You can see the way he says that. Yeah. He doesn't think Not too much you. of your, your opinion. Not thank you. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's very clearly like speaking common in a little bit of like a mm. a way that's communicating. It's uncomfortable for him and he doesn't like it. And, and he thinks it's less than. Yeah. yeah. He's telegraphing his disappointment in his brother and his dislike for your presence but is doing it in a way that is still like very proper manners and like the cold war between the dwarves and elves erland is laying it on even thicker even though like when we got here lurel was like he's like okay fine i'll stop but now it's like how much worse can i make this (laughs) (laughs) and i think i think lurel picks up on that and she's like yeah yeah So he bows exactly as much as he can, like as is proper and not like a fraction more. Zayat Sadzer, <laughs> which means at your service, which only you know, he seems to be like just drilling it in how much you don't belong by speaking his uh, his dwarvish language as much as possible. And then he like walks past, past you uh, and expects you to follow him and continues walking. But look at Hanark. I think. I think everyone's looking at you. All your siblings are also looking at you. I think Hanar looks at the two of you and, in passable but rocky Elvish, uh, Sindarin, because that's what he's been studying, yeah. uh, says, You're welcome at my house, but he doesn't like it very much. In Sindarin back. That is very clear. <laughs> like, all your siblings are like, are you speaking Elvish? Just, their jaws are agape. Yeah. They don't know it's terrible Elvish. No, they have no idea. Like, you are a worldly warrior traveler who speaks Elvish now. They're just like, oh. And like, Deirdre, who's like, giving you shit a few seconds before, is like, we should go. And she, she, like, takes your arms, like, supportingly now <laughs> instead of dragging you. It's, sure, like, sure. a totally, like, 360. And I, I think walking out, Hanar probably puts his hand in his pocket and pulls out one of the rock candies. 180. And... What 360 would be the same. Sorry, yeah. 180s. <laughs> we're just these. We're... Just very What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> 720. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we broke, we broke Dave. <laughs> no, my... I teach geometry. I wanted to get right. My, yeah, my, my brain connects weird dots sometimes, so it's immediately like, I went to, like, Tony Hawk's Morius yeah, Vader 4. Yeah. <laughs> just all of those non-handrailed edges yeah. over horrible cliffs. Amazing. <laughs> just, it's the yeah. biggest unfilled swimming pool you've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, Hanar pulls out one of the little rock candies he always carries and hands it to Deidre as we start to walk. Okay, she's gonna turn around and like wave her hand at the rest of them. Keep working. They're gonna be really upset if we stop work. All start stop working, and the four other siblings like kind of nod and they look like they really want to follow. Like, I, I, I'm probably like facing away, but like looking back, like I'll, I'll see you at dinner. Yep. Bye, bye, see you later. And then they all go back to work. But you can hear instead of singing now, they're all just talking. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, just like like dwarvish flying back and forth. Obviously, like 
do you think he'll survive? It'll be fine. Blah, 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 like, <laughs> all these things. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, your brother has not slowed down. Like, Joni was walking at a brisk pace, not like super speed walking, but like, at this point, it's a little rude. Like, I have elven legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, able to, like, you're able to keep up. Um, and Deirdre's walking with you, and she's kind of like trying to fill you in on some I, of this. I thing. think Hanar purposely leaves the axe in the holder. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you walk and you're following your brother who has not turned around, is not doing it, like just walking straight ahead. And now there's like this little weird kind of parade happening, which is definitely drawing a lot of attention because there's your brother <laughs> walking probably like six paces ahead of the rest of you. The two elves are walking, and then your sister is walking with you, just like frantically relaying a bunch of information in Dwarvis as fast as oh, she can yeah. right. about what's been happening lately, just so you're like prepared. Sure, sure. <laughs> and she's doing it in a way that's like helpful. Like, okay, da -da -da -da, this is happening. Johnny's taking over the forge right now. Well, dad's getting better. Mom's just like losing her mind because dad's at home all day and he's really angry <laughs> about it. He's in a very bad mood all the time. Be ready for that. Uh, Great. I'd start off with maybe all the stuff you killed. That's really cool. He might be interested. Maybe you should leave this. Um, she kind of like waves at your armor stuff. Maybe in the hallway or before you go in the closet. Well, I, I, I don't have something else to change into at the moment. I mean, you've got like a tunic underneath yeah, your armor. Yeah, but I'm not going to... Okay. Have you ever seen a dwarf just wandering around in their under thingies? No, that's no. that's sort <laughs> of really. like clarifying to you, like, mm, like she's really worried about how this is gonna like look. Sure. Okay. Sure. She she's basically saying, "Hey, do you want to wear a t-shirt instead of what you're wearing?" Right. <laughs> like maybe change out of your elven pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it. I yeah. get it. Okay. Sure, like, sure. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh. So, anyway, so me and so and so also like we did a, like all, she just like spe like all these things like so and so had a baby so and so got married you know that was only like twenty years ago but you know like just all these like random things some of it you've you've heard because that you've kind of kept in touch with your mother um, and can yeah, we say we do that the vague message back and forth once in a while yeah and can we say maybe you're in touch also with your uh, brother Fleg sure okay. Fleg is also, like, he's not quite, you know, the, the black sheep of the family like you are. If you were, didn't exist, he would kind of be the black sheep of the family. <laughs> sure. But comparatively, you know, anybody's acceptable. <laughs> no offense, Hannah. No, no, I, yeah. yeah. Um, but Fleg and you kind of have similar um, vibe and interests. Um, and uh, he is the one right under Droney. So he's, like, the third brother. Um, and he's... Fine craftsman. Um, he likes to read, actually. So he was always one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so he was always kind of like a little bit of a bookworm nerd, nerd dwarf, type. Yeah. yeah. So he did really well with like the engineering parts. Um, he could like design forges that did awesome things. Um, was fine at actually crafting armor. And that was like the family business. Um, and your dad is a little inflexible about the family business. Sure. <laughs> so while like being an engineer is actually a very <clears throat> respected dwarven kind of role in society, it's not something that's super accepted, particularly by your father specifically. So that was always a little hard. It's like, eh. 
So, but you bond. Dad, yeah. I want to be an engineer. Yeah. No, you have to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but he's uh, kept in touch with you also, as well as your mother. Um, your mother is a little more like book loving as well. Um, and uh, yeah, you did not see, he was not one of the siblings at the forge though. Okay. I think I'd probably run down the roster with Deidre as we walk of late. Mm-hmm. Has anybody gotten in a relationship? Like, what's the family gossip of like, are you seeing anybody? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, all of that kind of okay. kind of jazz. Yeah. Do we have any living grandparents? I don't know. Do you? I think there has to be, okay. right? Like... Maybe a grandmother, like father's mom. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. that. Oh, I okay. It. Oh, no. Like the Dowager Dwarf? Yes. Like the Dowager Dwarf. I, I, yeah. I have great Dowager energy. It's fantastic. Okay. I'm in love with her already. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let me find a name for her. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, her name is going to be Jerabera. No, no. That's how do you say that? One second. I don't know. I'm picking a different one. Linguistics are wild. Yeah, some of them have like weird things. We'll say Dersenea. Oh, that was much better. Great name. Dersenea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. I am I Don Quixote. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dulcinea. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Dulcinea, daughter of Dulcgrana. Say that again. Uh, Dulcgrana. Yeah, so that would be your great-grandmother. Yeah. That I probably have, like, the childhood memories of. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like very, like very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That like you have the hazy memory. I yeah. don't know about you guys. The hazy memory of the great grandparents that mm-hmm. are like. Did I meet them? Still or just, all yeah. like behind a weird 1960s lens filter in your brain. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> did I see the picture or did I actually see them? And the, yeah. All right. Uh, yes. So. Dersenea, daughter of Daltgrana, is uh, still kind of the family matriarch. Um, when you left, she was al- she was already fairly frail, even for a dwarf, um, and uh, often stayed out of kind of the forge. So her uh, husband, your great grandfather, um, was uh, a crafter as well, but your father's just raw talent brought the family business to, like, the next level. Um, it's sure. like, you know, having a family of composers, and then Mozart is born. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, okay. So he basically took what was a very respectable family forge and made it into one of the preeminent, like, forges in probably the Dwarven kingdoms, much less here. Like, so, like, it's it's a big deal. Um, and, uh, so that's why he also has a bit of a, a drive because he 
did all this. He built this from, not from nothing, but but he did so he well for it. his family yeah. mm-hmm. that he wants to make sure it continues beyond him. Um, so, yeah, you walk up to... He's not the nipple nipple dwarf. No. <laughs> not at all. He took what he was given and made it cool. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He forged it like, like beautiful raw materials that he turns into be- suits of artistic armor on the regular that save lives and also look stunning and are slimming. Um, <laughs> like Fast to put on, yeah, not loud. Yeah, all these things. <laughs> like, just, like, like, amazing. Like, he also did the same in his business and his life. He took very respectable raw materials and turned them to, what is a, a work of art. Um, yeah, so you walk up to, uh, and... Uh, you are walking down um, kind of the main elvish or elvish, dwarvish road around the the edge of like what is down, and you can see the next tier below. And then it kind of turns off. Um, there's almost like a little bit of a side road that goes down into what is a like a courtyard, um, and it actually has like a few plants in it, which are very specific and very specific like planters and pots, like not a lot. But this is like dwarven opulent wealth. Mm-hmm. Like plants grow in torchlight, so it's not completely unheard of. But to have these specific ones that are only for looking at is sort of like, you know, having purple cloth in the Middle yeah, Ages. Like, yeah, yeah. look how fancy and wealthy we are. We have plants inside. Yeah. <laughs> um so they are a little bit in this courtyard. And then the courtyard leads up to, again, like some steps and a very finely carved, like like stunning home. Um, and it's basically a, car, a carved, um, the shape of what would be like a, almost, not a castle, it's too grand, but like basically a carved like semblance of like almost the family history a little bit in the shape of kind of, if you cut it out, it'd be like, oh, it's kind of like a, a home or a, a, mm. a tower shape. Um, but it's literally like the wall of a cavern because then they go and they dig in yeah. to the mm-hmm. thing behind it. So it's kind of giving you the illusion of a building, even though it's not a building. It's right. more tunnels and, and rooms carved in inside. Um, so it's it's a, a, a trick of the eye. Your brain is telling you, this is a building. And you're like really thinking about it. No, that's just carved into the wall of this giant cavern. Um and it's it's stunning. It is beautiful work. Um, obviously, fairly expensive. Um, and then there's two stunning doors, almost nicer than the ones you walked in on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that have uh, a bunch of incredibly uh, finely craft, uh, finely etched like ruins of uh, family names and such things. And it's like a, a blessing from the Valar on the house um, in Dwarvish. And your brother walks up to the doors and pushes them open without even, like, like a step, like, just right through, walks through, still has not looked to see if you're following. Um, and your sister is now, like, holding your arm for support a little bit. <laughs> oh, no! She's a little nervous, and if the two of you look back, she's, like, trying to look encouraging. Goodbye! Guilty great! <laughs> And then looks at your brother like, uh. I think uh, as we get closer to the house, Hanar tells her, when I go inside, 
do me a favor. See if you can go and collect old... Uh, I forgot his name. I have the jeweler's name. Oh, Felix. Felix. Yeah, Boulder Song is the stone singer. And then Gail Sharpstone is the one that was like the jeweler who crafted the chains right. that kept the pearl closed. And that Runa is visiting. I would, I would ask her to go pay a visit to Felix. Okay. To be like... Maybe you could come for dinner. Mm. And then she like looks at you like baffled for a second, and then she's like, "Oh, like and you could see her like the respect, like that's a smart move, like yeah." Just, I, it, yeah, and she like nods and like taps you on the shoulder, like "Good luck." <laughs> and <laughs> and then she kind of Hannah like, gets to the the first step and kind of looks down at it for a second, uh-huh. and then. Like, mm-hmm. heavily picks up each foot and trudges up the steps. Mm-hmm. Right behind, Erlen, like, takes a moment to, like, fully write himself in its entirety. <laughs> just, like, making sure that his cloak is sitting beautifully, his pauldron looks so good. He checks, makes sure, makes sure that his beautiful horn is, like, very obviously uh, positioned yes. so that it is seen. Um and the same goes for his astrolobe and the case that it is in. Just like, I have stuff that you should look at and respect me for. <laughs> Behold my stuff. My stuff. <laughs> oh, he's, he, he, is, he is definitely trying to be like, your son is an adventurer and we all look like adventurers. All right. Um, uh, Hanart, even from last time you're here, like it was a fine house. Like, it was a very opulent, like, wealthy home when you left. It is even more so now. Like, very clearly, like, having more siblings able, like, coming of age and learning the craft has, like, quadrupled or more the output that your family's able to do. So this is, like, almost on the verge of being a little bit gaudy. Like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not tasteless, but just a little more, and it very easily could go that go like, that route. It's well put together, yes. and if it was slightly less well put together, you'd go, oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is probably, like, your father's, like, incredibly good eye for, like, artistic and, and visual things that has kept it looking very classy and nice. Um, if anyone with less talent had tried to do it, it would just, wow. <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I know exactly the kind of house you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know, we know. Um, so the doors are there open, uh, and you... you. I think... Tell me if this is too much, mm-hmm. but I think just inside the door, there's just a small table, and on it there's just a the thinnest little tiny candlestick, mm-hmm. but it's actually mithril. Okay. And it has a candle in it that's always burning. Okay. So somebody always takes care of it, mm-hmm. clears away the wax and, and all that. But it's just, like, that's probably, like, the, the crowning jewel of the family. Okay. Just right there as people walk in to go, oh. Yeah, this <laughs> tiny little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah just, I mean, very tiny and super thin. Mm-hmm. Like, just a little thread of it mm-hmm. going up just to hold a little candle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, that would be... A little bit more, it'd be too, it'd be tasteless. Right, yeah. Like, but it's like, look how rich we are as you first walk in our door. Like, that's exactly where it would be. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it even like is in like labeled and bright, like 
it's not silver because silver would contrast and look so bad next to the mithril, but like in fine golden letters, mm. uh, it's in in dwarvish ruins. It is like the mithril of, and then it, it lists the mine like that it was taken from. We'll, we'll say Kazadum, and it's like, who knows? Like, yeah, it was probably like a thing that an old relative snatched on the way out the door. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, or like, or like. Uh, like I'm sort of picturing it like um, <clears throat> almost like the relics in Europe, where it yeah, may, like where it's not even like it's mm. definitely mithril. Like mm. who knows who where it came, came from? Oh, sure, sure. But there's like this huge story of like oh it was saved from cause of doom before we left and blah blah blah. Like yeah. where who knows? Like I mean maybe someone yeah. sliced it off a belt buckle they stole. Who knows? But like like that's the story of it, and it's all like carved in the table below the little bit of mithril. Um, just like to be ostentatious, but still somehow it's like really beautiful, and you're like, all right, yeah, I like that. I don't want to like it, but I do. And I think it probably also has a little script that says, like, the flame of the forge. Yes. Oh, God. On it, like <laughs> the that's flame why it's that always first lit yeah. the very first forge of your great grandfather. Yeah. 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 Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, beautiful, very nice. Um, yeah, and it's a stunning home. Like, even by Elven standards, this is like, wow. Like, these people have means. Um, and it, uh, very tall ceilings, like, thinner than you're used to. Like, the, the, but, like, very tall, again, kind of to help, um, with the sound lifting and the, all these different things. Um, there are kind of, uh, very specific angles when you look up at the ceiling also to kind of help and dampen the sound so it doesn't just resonate in here. Um, there's also cloth that is hung, like very like rich fabrics um, that are that are hung. Some of them are tapestries showing, you know, different um, stories from, you know, uh, dwarven mythology and religion. Um, Olmo is the their uh, Valar that created them. So like there's a lot of like tokens or our images, yeah, like kind of like woven throughout, <laughs> but also like hidden in different places. Um, and yeah, hidden almost. <laughs> oh, get as you're walking around. No, 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 Dave. no. But similar to like like how you can walk around like a temple of Zeus, and there are different sure. like eagles and things that are representative. Um, that's what kind of what it is. Um, and it, there's a, a main kind of uh, entryway, and then there's hallways that kind of go in different directions. There's one that's very clearly like, this is the main hallway. And then there's ones that are kind of off on the side that probably go to family rooms and things like that. And you can see right away, this is very large. Um, and you also see that there's like kids coming in and out and running around. And they are like, it's one of those things where like, they're like arguing with each other. They look to be like, there's one that's seven and one like, who looks like five. And they're like, they're obviously older than that because they're dwarves, but they're like walking down a hallway. No, I'm gonna use it. No, you can't use it. And they're just having like a little kid fight, and they're like walking down and they freeze. They're seeing elves like here in the doorway, and like they're probably way too young to even know who you are. Yeah. They don't recognize you. Uh, and they just like. And then the little one just starts like wailing, crying. <laughs> and the big one kind of like knocks. Shh, shh, shh. It's just like starts up radically, yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, 
your that's the only time you, your brothers kind of walked past that main entry hallway and they were on like a side hallway so they don't actually see him because he's walked past so he stops and you can just see him, see him like his shoulders are like exuding annoyance he turns around he marches back in trying not to look at any of you into kind of the main like entry entryway where the flame is and he turns and looks right which is or yeah uh and uh is like Go back to your room right now. These are our guests. I will not have you shouting at them, even if they are elves. He says that all in, like, dwarvish. And they're just like, oh, and they stop and their eyes get wide. Guests? There are guests. Did you hear there are guests? We have elf guests. They're very tall. <laughs> and they just, like, kind of back up quietly because they don't want to stop looking at you. And they're just, like, wonderment and also, like, Wow. They're in our house. We've got cool stuff, but this is like the coolest thing we've ever had. Like, there's like that equivalent of like, and, but that is also drawn like, you now see a lot of like different, yeah. like, these have got to be like peeking out. grandchildren and children and just like all looking around like, whoa. <laughs> and then he kind of raises his voice. And that goes for all of you. And he kind of echoes around. And then he's like, and he kind of like looks at each of you. Continue, and he spins and, like, walks down the main hallway again. And I think Hanar walks by and, like, rubs the inscription on the table. Just mm-hmm. out of habit. Mm-hmm. Like a little kid thing he used to do, probably. Yeah. But then follows down the hallway. Like, let's do this. We just have to follow. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate just... you both like like going along on this journey. Yeah. Uh, I realize it's not like <laughs> no, no. It's okay, Ireland is like mentally taking notes since he's trying to not look like the biggest nerd, um, and is actively like <clears throat> notating though like the detail of the craftsmanship and all of that stuff, and just kind of trying to like gauge the age of some of it. It's so not important, but he's just like taking it all in. Mm-hmm. And thus is quiet and also trying to posture, but he's not good at it, so he's just trying to yeah. posture. <laughs> How is Lyriel feeling about all of this? She is... Well, this is her first time being surrounded by so many dwarves. Mm-hmm. And so she's a little uncomfortable, but she understands they're just as uncomfortable, if not more so. And so she's just trying to... Like, I don't know. She just wants to be supportive of Hanar, mm-hmm. and she's she's just like, okay, let's let's just do this, mm-hmm. <laughs> this kind of thing. But she also sees Erlen trying to, you know, and so she kind of musters her mm-hmm. full elfness mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like I'm not gonna let these people make me shrink, yeah. you know. So I'm, yeah. I'm guessing Lyriel is much more effective at this than Erlen <laughs> is. Like when you, because you are like. Agile, you have been a warrior for longer than this dwarf lineage has probably existed. <laughs> like, you are much older than this cavern, than this home. Any of these things, you've been fighting the darkness for longer than all of this. So when you, like, go to exude, like, you know, the light that, like, within you as an elf, like, it shines. Like, no offense, Erland, oh, no. But, like, yours is also beautiful, and most dwarves probably couldn't tell the difference, but there's just, like... Like, An aura shoo. of like, wow, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So, um, so uh, one of the not quite littlest kids, like one of the like older. She looks like she's probably like nine or ten, maybe. Like as you're walking, like you can kind of hear like her walking behind, like way mm-hmm. behind. Like, oh, I just happen to be turning down this hallway. Also, at the same time, <laughs> kind of like following Oops. behind you. Um, and she probably, she was probably, no, she was still too young for you to even know. Yeah. So, um, at one point, like, she kind of, like, will run up. She kind of, like, looks at both of your ULs. She kind of looks at her uncle. She's, like, just at that age where she's starting to break rules a little bit. And, like, looks to see if her uncle's turning around. And then she, like, your elves. Your elves, right? I, like, get down to her level, uh-huh. and I say, yes, what's your name? <gasps> um, my name is Drilly. I, I, uh, you are amazing. You are, bo- you're so amazing. I, I, what, are, are you, like, friends of, of my grandfather? I know he's, like, really well known. Does he, like, make armor for the elven armies or something? And we didn't know. No. no, we're friends of Hannah. Who's Hannah? Ooh. I think at this point, Erlen has stepped behind Liriel to mm. kind of just like block her presence, just to be like, nothing's happening here. <laughs> no one should yell at this child. This is perfect. <laughs> well, I think you're going to find that out. Oh. I don't want you to get in trouble. Oh, okay. She, she just looks, like, a little bit baffled. And, like, uh, looking at her, Hanar, like, she was so excited. She was rude and didn't give her full name. Um, but you, she looks just like your sister, Hezgra. Like, oh. like, she's a little bit older. She's, like, one of the middle sisters. She was one of the ones at the Forge. She looks, like, just like her at that age. Like, there's no doubt. Like, oh. yep, that's uh-huh. her. So she, she she's obviously, like, a niece or something. And you, and if you think back to like the babble that Deirdre was giving you between the sure. forge and here, like, oh yeah, and uh, Hasgra has had like three kids and blah blah blah, like, like just like all these things. There's a lot of information that was dumb. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble either. Right. Um, I would like to. Uh, okay. Do you all really live forever? Like forever. Wow. I just nod my head. I say yes. Okay, so, so, uh, like, if I, you know me, so, like, you'll remember me forever. So, like, forever people will know me. Yes. That is so cool. Lyriel is just very amused by this. Yeah, she's, like, inquiry. So, like, and she, like, pulls off, like, a ring that is... Very nice. Like, it's, like, a fancy thing for a dwarf. It's, like, okay, it's fine. But it's, like, a kid's thing. She, like, hands it to you, Lirio. And it's, like, okay, so you have to keep this forever. So that way, no matter what, forever, something about me will be here. Always. She obviously has no idea about Valinor or any of this. (laughs) I am so touched by your gift. And I put it on my pinky. I shall wear it. Whatever. So cool. Okay. And then, like, (laughs) 
you hear, get away from them. <laughs> they are our guests. You leave them alone and stop. She like doesn't even th- wait for that sentence to be finished. She's like, Bye. <laughs> and like runs back down the hall the other way. And you turn and Droni is di- just like <clears throat> glaring. Like I am. St- he just like has to swallow his pride. I apologize for my niece. I just looked at him and said, she was delightful. Your home is lovely as well. Yes. Uh, he doesn't quite know. Like for a moment, you see a, like a, a softening for just a minute of like when you compliment his niece. There's obviously like a fondness there, um, and you see a little bit of a similarity in their temperament and how they both kind of like they both got some fire. And then, thank you. It's the first time you've seen him like soften kind of towards you at all. I'm, I'm not that. giving him any ammunition nope. for anything. Nope. Mm. <laughs> Sweet as pie. Well, then kind of bows his head for the first time, like in an actual genuine like gesture of kind of respect and turns around and walks a little a little slower, not quite as like so distant to like show that he's he belongs here and you do not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll just Keep following him down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to get this over with. <laughs> it's that I think Hannah got to the edge of anxiety, and then you get to that certain point where you're like, I just got to jump in the ocean. Yeah. Like, you just, mm-hmm. I've gotten to the end of the pier. I got to figure this out. Like, <laughs> let's go. Um, when you look down at the ring, um, Lyriel, it's, it's very fine gold, and there's some silver in the top of it that's. Uh, is some dwarvish ruins. It obviously says something, and it actually says her name. Aww, so, yeah, it's like one of those things like a kind of spoiled rich girl might have. Yeah. It's like fine quality. It's good, but like, yeah, so, but that's what it is, so. Um, Erland walks up next to Hanar and um, just kind of smiles and in Cinderin. Into the breach. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no. I, I was debating whether Hanar would reply in mm-hmm. Cinderin or not. Uh, he will. Um, indeed. Uh, hopefully, this goes as well as the visit to the forge. <laughs> We're with you either way. At the yes. very least... My mother will be happy to see us. Wonderful. How far that goes, we'll have to see. But <laughs> Now, Hannah, you realize that your brother has led you to the more formal rooms of the home? Um, sure. Not the family room, but not the, the formal living room. Exactly, exactly. Like the formal sitting room type thing. So, yeah, you go in and um, there is... Uh, Everything is like carved out of the mountainside, it seems, or if it's not actually carved out of the mountainside, it looks like it's carved out of the mountainside. Mm. Um, so it was a meticulously planned room because literally all the furniture was carved into it as wow. they went. Um, on the far side of the room, there, uh, this is also, they do have like their pinpoint of actual sunlight in this room too, that is then kind of spread about by um, the set of mirrors um, that then kind of spread the light. It's almost it almost looks like like a decoration where like the light is 
shoot comes down, there's one beam kind of in the middle of the room, and then there's a couple beams that are reflected straight at different points that then have smaller mirrors that then spread that light out. Mm -hmm. So during the day, and it's probably around midday now, it's bright. Um, it, it almost looks like small, like very fine, thin, thin like pieces of cloth. Like the, mm -hmm. the light is so like cons consolidated and yeah. so um, bright in those things, in those kind of beams. Um, and uh, it, it kind of bounces around the different colors of the rock. Um, and then on all the sitting, there's like fine cushions and beautiful fabrics. So it's all very comfortable, even though it's like literally stone. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the far side of the room, there's this beautiful dwarven helm that is sitting on a bit of a pedestal. Um, and it is not the work that you've seen. Um, and this is... Hannah, you know, like the helm of like your great great grandfather, who is also an adventurer. Mm. Um, so, uh, and it's sitting there, and it looks like this because I have one, so I might as well bring it. <laughs> so that. cool! That's um, awesome. Yes. So it is a full-faced helm. So it has um, like intricate designs, and um, it's a it's a rougher hewn uh, armor than the um, than the work that you saw. At their uh, in their forge, and it has like a full face with like the nose, and it's like an actual carved face mm. that covers um, the face, and it has a beard. This one doesn't have a beard, but the one obviously has to have a beard. Well, of course, um, wouldn't be a dwarf if it didn't. Exactly. Um, so it's sitting on the pedestal, and it has its own little beam of light going just towards it too. <laughs> so, <laughs> and yeah, just beautiful stunning room Hannah what is like your memory of this room like uh I'm thinking like I don't know I it, it like I, I remember my grandmother's house and we had like the formal sitting area that we never used except like no. Christmas it's, yeah or, yeah, yeah. so that's say, kind of what like, I'm thinking of yeah for sure like the Yule room yeah right? like yeah uh, you know, at that time of year, they bring in like boughs off the trees outside mm -hmm. and decorate the room with that. And I think, um, when like Hannah also has the memory of like listening at the door mm -hmm. when important other dwarves came, mm -hmm. so they would be in there having a meeting about mm -hmm. whatever, forging mm -hmm. something for the the city or for the mayor or for you know, uh, for a, a talented warrior that wants something more than just functional and wants something, you know, mm -hmm. decorative or fancy or retirement gifts, you know, as, as dwarves get older and they probably have a tradition of giving some finely crafted thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so Hanar probably spent a lot of time growing up, like, after the doors closed and people went in, like, mm -hmm. Hanar was right there listening um just to just to try and and find out what's important right like what what what's big in this world mm -hmm. that kind of curiosity um so I think most of his memories of the room are from just outside the room mm -hmm. more than in here <laughs> mm -hmm. uh and I think he's probably a little jazzed to be the important person that has come to this room oh okay yeah no, that, that makes perfect sense um you're when you walk in, your brother kind of stops and 
He turns very formally. Uh, I will tell my father that you've come. Um, that's the first time. And then he finally kind of like looks at your face, Hannah, having you like in the home again, like has sort of softened him a little bit. Um, and he looks a little bit concerned and then just like doesn't say anything and kind of. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he probably was right there with me mm-hmm. at the door listening sometimes. A hundred percent. So, yeah. Before kind of the competitiveness like yeah. came in, like there's a lot of really strong memories for him here too with you. Um, and uh, he nods and like walks off to like a, not completely hidden, but like you didn't notice it because it's so finely carved. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, there's a door there. Um, and you Three of you are alone, kind of, for the first time. I think I'd probably walk over and pour everyone a drink. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, thank you. There, <laughs> there has to be some kind of yeah, there, absolutely. Yeah. dwarven bar cart. Yes. In, in here, so. Not a cart. Yeah. I mean, it's carved into the wall. Sure, but <laughs> yeah. descriptively. Yes, I mean, yeah. absolutely. On the side of the room, there's a, a shelf mm-hmm. more than that. Or it may even be a cart that is carved of stone. Oh. Oh, so. And fits back into where it came oh, out of. Like, oh, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah. Yeah. Erlen um, looks at the even the cup. I'm sure is just absolutely yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everything in your life is so beautifully made. They have. My father has provided a wonderful life for my family. Clearly. But uh, the thing I found most interesting is the fact that there are so many beautiful things I've seen after I left. Hmm. This does rival many, though. <laughs> I Indeed. But it's wonderful to see the differences. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um kind of at the end of that conversation, you hear like a kind of a like clicking sound. Um, and it's like at the doorway, like very suddenly all of a sudden there's like a little bit of a, and very much gives the impression of like, <clears throat> um, and you see not an, old dwarf but just definitely like second half of life dwarf standing there um with a bit of a um he's got a cane there but he's not leaning on it for like support he's tapped it on the ground Mm -hmm. to like inform you he's here um you do see that his right arm is in a bit of a sling Mm -hmm. um maybe bows his head says it's me means welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, Erlen bows normal deeply, <laughs> not gratuitously. <laughs> um, and the the family resemblance is almost uncanny. He looks so much like Hanar. Like, <laughs> like you, you feel like you're peering into Hanar's future a little bit. Like, like even like the way Hanar like braids his beard. Like, mm-hmm. this is obviously where he learned that. And different things that you noticed because you've spent so much time with Hanar. Like, how he pull, you know leans against things when he's tired. Like the the kind of crooked mm-hmm. smile he gets when something's funny, but he's not like, gonna laugh out loud. Like all these little things, just are like 
the reflection of what he obviously learned looking at this man. He says, I am Bruni Hammerheart, son of Hundar. I make you welcome in my home, and thank you for bringing my son home. He's not talking to you, Hanar. He's addressing the elves. And I, I give a bow, and I say, I am Liriel of Rivendell, and I am deeply honored to meet the family of such a brave and honorable man. There's like stone face, but for just a moment in your, his eyes, just like a little bit of widening in his eyes, like a little surprise. Like this is off. That he, was deliberate. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Like he bows his head. I mean, uh, Dwarvish, he says, you're made welcome into my home, Lyriel of Rivendell. And at the, at the, the speaking of Rivendell, he also like his eyes are a little wide and then he's like, a little wider, but like still like <laughs> it's only still your elvish eyes here. that like are able to detect such tiny movements because he's very stone faced. And you probably notice it too, Hannah, just because you know his face so well. Sure, sure. But any stranger would think he didn't move at all. I, I think a key difference between when I was here last and now is that his eyebrows have grown oh. <laughs> into full Super angry bushy. caterpillars. Yeah. Like total just... scar skates for yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. And a and a lot more like white. Oh, You're sure. also seeing, like, just a little, just the difference there. I'm Eland of Mithland, and he bows extremely low this time. Mm -hmm. And it is an honor to be among such a fine craftsman and a place of such beautiful craft. That's not what the, like, the, the compliment he was expecting, but... You are made welcome in my home, Erland of Mithland. He like there's a slight hesitation, uh, and he's like, uh, 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 "What does he say?" Uh, one who appreciates the art of creation, which also is still in dwarvish, yep. but you can tell it's a compliment just yep. by the way he says it. He does not have the cold uh, vibe his center his sandroni had. Um, there's like a warmth. It, it, it's almost like it, he's like a forge himself, mm -hmm. I guess is the best way to describe that. The outside is solid and hard, but there's a depth and definite um, like purpose mm -hmm. and warmth inside. I think unintentionally, Erlen sees a measure of Kyrdan in him. Very, yeah, similar vibes, like old, older, like expert craftsperson who want, wants to pass down their their ability and knowledge to mm -hmm. the to the those who follow um and has clear purpose mm -hmm. and while Kierden is working towards the all of his people like like this is the dwarven version yeah of that. <laughs> well and Bruni is very like driven for his family mm -hmm. like he he appreciates all dwarves but like sure. right. his family is his purpose mm -hmm. um so yeah very similar vibes there yeah um and then only after that does he then turn and looks at Hanar and just like pauses for a moment. I welcome you back into our home, my son. And he kind of, you just feel like the appraising gaze. Sure. As he looks over all the bits of your armor <laughs> and expertly notices like what are very clear battle damage in different parts and like 
is taking in the very different look and also that you've clearly been using it for the intended purpose of armor, not just like... Yeah, yeah. And not quite sure what to make of it. There's just a little bit of like hesitancy and a little bit of respect in his eyes, but also like not quite enough to get rid of like the deep-seated disappointment that sort of like seems to permeate everything you do with him. Sure. I... Thank you, Father. I... I apologize for taking so long to return. But it took quite a while to find a purpose that fit my skills. And it wasn't until the last several years that uh, that I learned of some of the things in the world that are a danger to us all. Uh, and I have spent much of the last two years traveling about and dealing with dangers of the dark with my companions and other companions that are not with us. But I have finally found a way to help contribute. There's not a, it's not a quite a look of approval, but just of nodding and accepting new information. Oh, and I have brought, and he reaches into, because I think he's probably has his multicolored coat that mm-hmm. he wears, but it's not on. It's just yeah. draped over his shoulder, but he reaches inside and he probably pulls out, um, one of the bottles of that elven wine that Kierden gave us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Hannah would totally have taken some. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and he pulls it out and is probably like, I have brought home a delight that I was lucky enough to sample in Mithland, uh, in the home of Erlen's uh, teacher and the lord of the city. At that, he looks a little impressed. <laughs> Been chilling with the. The elven lord of a city. It's been fine. He gave me some wine for you here. And indeed, (laughs) the only elf I've seen in all my travels that sports at least somewhat of a beard. At that, he looks almost like that, like a surprised face, like an elf with a beard. And in all of his years, he'd never thought to wear a bag to sleep. He would wake in the morning and have to brush and brush. A nightmare. <laughs> you see, like, for a moment, like, the grin and that kind of, like, pops across Bruni's face is, like, exactly like Hannah's face. And he kind of, like, collects himself. Well, it seems you should pour some of that for us and tell me more of this purpose you seemed, you've been seeking. And he goes and he sits down. Um, and, uh, then, like, at that same moment, he's sitting down, you're, like, pouring the wine for everyone. There's cups and stuff on the same little cart you were at. Um, you There's, like, this flurry of activity, like, as much as your father is, like, a sto- like the forge, uh, uh, the stone of a forge, your mother is, like, the dancing flame of, like, <laughs> just a bonfire. Like, she suddenly there's, like, this flurry of different fabrics... I heard Hannah was home. Is Hannah home? 
star. And she like clasps her hands and like runs over to you and just like throws her arms around you. My boy, it has been so long. How dare you not come back for so long? I am so glad to see you. And she even like plants a big kiss on your cheek. Oh, sure. Yes, I apologize for how long I've been away. Uh, I was just settling in to tell, and he turns and pours another glass and, yes. and hands it. Why to are you in the? And then she like then turns and is like, "Oh, we have guests." And then it's like, whew, and like back into like, <laughs> I am the respected asked? wife of this, you know, very rich man. Uh, welcome to our home. I apologize. I was not made aware of your presence. And she like bows deeply and like glances over. And you see the little niece that you saw before. <laughs> Cute. Standing there like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> and she like disappears. Microphone in. Yes. <laughs> well. Mother, these, these are my traveling companions that have been with me on the road for many months. Uh, we, uh, we've come here as a, a place to, to stop and rest on our journey north. To uh, continue our fight against... Darker things that exist in the world. And she's the first person, like, when Hanar says something, like, she does not look surprised. Because Hanar's kind of yeah. been in touch with her, like... Sure. Yeah. Mom knows. Yeah. yeah. Mom knows. <laughs> she looks worried, but, like, she, like she... Well, I am glad that you've all made it here and are safe. You are welcome in my home. And she gives off, like, big mom energy, mm -hmm. even though she's probably, like, a fraction of both of your ages. Like, she's just treating you like one of her kids. Like, please make yourself down. I'll make sure... I will send for some food. Are you, I'm sure you're hungry. Um, relax. Why are you still wearing armor? We should get... And she, like, does, like, the clap thing. Like, <laughs> and, like, some, like, servants come in, and they're just like, whoa. Like, and, like, like make you comfortable if you wanted to take, like, different... Oh, Erlen takes okay. it all yeah. off. Okay. Uh, they'll show you to, like, a side room where you can, like, make yourself comfortable and, like, not have to wear full armor at all times. <laughs> it's like you're, you're like, people have smoking jackets and stuff yeah. in their home. This is, like, the, the dwarven house armor. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, it's a little more comfortable. Erlen takes all that stuff up and comes out in, like, a beautiful long robe that is very, like... That Mediterranean chic yeah. of, oh, yeah, of yeah. Mithlin, just like I'm, I'm here. I know what I'm doing. Then <laughs> yeah. um, when you come back in, you can see um, that Droni is in the room, but like against like the far wall. Like technically, he's in the room and participating. He's holding a glass of the wine, but he hasn't taken a sip of it, and he's just standing there, like very silent, like. Watching his father and Hanar's interactions and, like, watching his mom and the two of you and just, like... I think Erland clocks him mm -hmm. and walks near him. Mm -hmm. Doesn't walk, like, directly up to him, like, hello, but just, like, um... It's like what you would do if you were, like, at a party and you wanted to, like, quietly walk over and talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. But there's not a big party. It's not a lot of people. No. This is just... Erland is thinking, I don't want to startle him. Yeah. And so this is the solution to that. Um, walks over, um, bows respectfully, but kind of sideways. I hear that you've been in charge of that enormous anvil. And I must ask, what do you make on it? 
he looks a little baffled and like he's not sure like what to say and then armor of what sort and then he looks surprised that you know enough about armor to like be specific with him mm-hmm. uh oh uh well my specialty is uh like intricate like helms and such things the more specific things scabbards I do like making swords and axes. Those are my favorites. But generally, my siblings can can take that work a little bit more. Having a scabbard that fits a sword is actually, you know, most people don't understand. Like, it's much more complicated to craft out of metal than an, even the sword is. Absolutely. It has to fit the shaft perfectly. You can't have it drag across the blade. Precisely. You're like, surprised. Like, well... Yes, uh, you you are a crafter. Are you a smith? He looks like he says that, like, <laughs> but uh, he knows you're not. Like just from your physique, I'm a shipwright. <laughs> oh, but uh, on the ocean? Yes, you're very brave. I uh, oh, it isn't bravery. I don't go on them very often. I wouldn't either. Makes me feel very unsturdy, thinking of not having ground beneath my feet. Well, it's no different than wearing armor and going into a fight. No, I still have ground beneath my feet at that moment. But you still have to believe in what you are using. I hadn't thought of it that way. I suppose as a shipwright, it is very similar. Interesting. There's like, he kind of like continues that. Yeah, yeah, they just kind of continue, and Errol's just like, no, I got you. Yeah. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely still kind of like shop talk, Mm -hmm. but like safe level of shop talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And uh, and, uh, so uh, Hannah's uh, mother uh, has kind of, uh, Janura has kind of like, Engaged you in conversation a little bit, Liriel. Um, so, I I don't want to assume. Uh, it seems that you are a bit uh, older than the other people in uh, Hanar's traveling group. I just kind of laugh a little bit. Yes, yes, I am. Um... I was originally sent to aid them on their adventure, and I just liked them so much, I decided to join them for a while. That is wonderful. Uh, Who who were you sent by? Lord Elrond of Rivendell. Oh! (laughs) I'm trying not to sound like it's a flex. But it, <laughs> it's a flex no matter how you shape yeah. it. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no, like, chill way to say, hey, I'm Buzz with Lord Elrond, and he just sends me to hang out with people. It's fine. Yeah, like one of those famous Elves Middle Earth that worry about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Um, so, to, like, her eyebrows, like, she'd up. Very surprised. Um, well, I uh, was aware that Hanar had been in, in Rivendell. I hadn't known many of the specifics. He was... Strangely vague about the purpose of that visit, but uh, I, I'm glad that you he made a good impression and that you decided to stay with him and his friends. He's he's a lovely person. He really is, isn't he? He genuinely is. 
oh, I, because she kind of like pulls you a little close, like, you know, I always knew that he would find his, his path and his purpose. And, uh, it, it's like when you're digging for, for ore. Sometimes you dig in the wrong direction for quite some time, no matter what the stone singers say, and you find nothing. And then you t try another direction and you find your mithril. Well, we don't find mithril here, but you know what I mean. Oh, yes. And it's just, I knew he would find his way. He's such a good boy. And then she, like, sits up and, like, I wasn't talking about you, Hannah. It's like, like just, the whole... I just giggle at the, he's such a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's such a good man. We're also not all here obtusely kind of talking about you, Hannah. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. It's delightful. Yeah, it's everyone's favorite experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally the, like, I brought home some friends from college, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And we're going, can you show us all the photo albums? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um... <laughs> And so, then I just start complimenting the house and say, oh, I'm sure you. this is your hand in the decoration and blah, 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 you know, and I'm giving her some. Yes, well, my husband's very good with all the stone, but all the lighting is mine. And oh, oh also all the, the drapery. So I actually, I'm a bit of a seamstress myself. I don't do it often anymore, but I do weave often. It's It's something I do really enjoy. The one... The, the the big one with Olmo and Manwade, like oh, that one in the hallway, that was me. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm those were stunning. Stunning. Yes. I, I was, I'm very partial to that one. I'm thinking of doing a, a mirrored one, but I, I, I haven't quite picked which Velar I, I would I would do. <laughs> I love her. Yes. Yeah. She's very much like the folksy artist, like. If she wasn't living in this wild mansion, she'd probably be living in, like, some artist commune somewhere. Like, the one dwarf who focuses on, like, the soft arts of you know, things. Good for her. Yeah, absolutely. She lives her best life. Yeah. And, like, you can see where Hanar got, like, his prevalence to, like, not be a stereotypical dwarf. Like, there's obviously, like, a bit of this familial, like, rebel streak that's being passed down that you also kind of saw on his niece. <laughs> like, um... So, yeah. Uh, so this is all kind of happening. Um, and you've noticed, Hannah, that, like, your mom kind of did this on purpose. Like, she did the, like, like, Erlen went and talked to your brother, like, but your mom is kind of, like, playing soft blockade to give you and your dad a little bit of a bubble to talk in without, like, the pressure of other people around. So she's, like, talking, and she, like, walks you over to the fancy helm and is, like, well, like, this is the blah, 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 just stuff about it. This is from my great, great, great grandfather, Braveth, who was the orc slayer and blah, 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 like all these things about it. Um, I, I, said, I think I've heard of Braveth, the orc slayer. Really? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. I've actually heard of Elrond of Rivendell. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So she's very proud that she knows the name of an elf. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of like what's happened. So, uh, Hannah, you found yourself uh, either sitting or standing like next to your father, sipping this elven wine. I think we're, I think we're both sitting in like mid-century modern-looking armchairs, <laughs> right? Like with the 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 very high arms. Yeah. So you're just you kind of sit it, and you have to be in this position <laughs> or placed in it. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, mm, like I'm hovering. Yeah. 
uh, all carved out of stone, but like l- like l- just luscious pillows and yeah, like fabrics everywhere. So they feel very soft, even though they look they're stone. They're just carved into the freaking wall. But um, I think I probably well, the first thing I'd, I'd say is like, are are you well? Are you improving? I heard of an accident. Oh, yes, yes, I'm fine. Was the damnedest thing. Was using the the forge behind the great anvil and just flared up for some reason. I was pulling on the bellows and it snapped back and yanked my arm badly. Nothing got broken, just pulled a few things that don't seem to be healing like they used to. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're well enough. Yes, the healer said to keep it still, and it's my hammer arm. So I've been sitting about, watching your mother weave. She's very good <laughs> at it, but it's very repetitive. Indeed. The, the clack of a shuttle is not the hammer of a forge. Indeed. It's, the songs work pretty well, we've discovered, though. Oh. <laughs> rhythmic songs. Although she gets a bit tired of them after a bit. She has her own songs, you know. I mean, you know. You used to sing them with her. Indeed. But, uh... I, uh... I have... fallen a bit into this life of... fighting. I... When I first left, as you know, I... I, my goal was to to see the world and to uh, make my own way, which I did for years. But uh, of the last several, I have found that there are things out there that that we need to fight against. And for whatever I can do about it, I will continue to endeavor to stop these dark things from hurting people. Whether they be elf or dwarf or human or hobbit, uh, they all need some protection. He looks like a bit troubled for a moment. You never were happy in one place, Hanar. Even as a young child. Kept you so close, but inevitably you'd be running about the city. Climbed on everything. (laughs) There's a reason we're friends. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I could never get you to stay and pay attention. Even if it was something you were very interested in, you always wanted to see what was next or where it came from. You were never happy just appreciating a thing as it was. I used to think it was a great weakness. He kind of like looks up towards the elves in the room. It seems you are now of a great company. And he looks at your your armor. Though 
your armor is not of a fashion I would generally make. And you hear the or wear at the end of that sentence that he does not say. I can see that it has been worn in many battles and that you do not exaggerate when you say you have faced the darkness. For only foes of terrible power could do such things to such fine metalwork. He pauses for a minute and he kind of like looks up at where your mom is now, like talking with Lyriel and like they're looking at the helmet. Our ancestor Bravith, I think perhaps had a soul like yours. Never one to stay in his caverns that he called home. He went out and faced and found problems to solve. There is honor in... There's a reason that we have his helm on display here. For, well, I can make things that protect people. You yourself are acting as their armor. And that is something that I cannot help but respect my son. Mm. And he like raises his glass of elven wine. <laughs> Welcome home. I have I have missed you. Thank you. He takes a sip and <laughs> tries to be polite about the taste. <laughs> oh, it's good. I, I, Hanar okay. says that. I okay. think he probably, like, if he was sitting closer, he probably would have thrown an elbow, like, yeah. oh, come on. I know, I know, but it's delicious. It's very good. It's very flowery. <laughs> True. I can't argue that. <laughs> but, but you seem to like a lot of elvish things right now. You aren't going to bring home an elvish wife, are you? No, no. Oh. I mean, could. He kind of like looks off like, and gives like the, that would be very good looking, like, yeah. like kind of the fine looking elf, like kind of a joke to you. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, I have not found anyone like that in my travels. That's fine. You have plenty of time. You're still very young, my son. But uh, I have uh, taken it upon myself to care for a young one. Indeed. You have a ward. Yes. Uh, he he stays with a, f a close friend down in the Shire while I travel and do my work. He looks somewhat alarmed. Do not let your mother know that she has a bit of a grandchild that is not being raised in this house. I understand. I, I, I found my way into a bit of the culture of the Shire. They, uh, they all know me as the Fire Dwarf, believe it or not. Did you raise their towns? Or... No. They... <laughs> Very well, logical. They're, they're kind people. Uh, no, I was attempting to warn them of possible fires. Oh. 
Oh, I see. And uh, in fact, it is a, a humorous nickname of a sort. Yes, just uh, outside of their town, we we fought and defeated some some creatures that that burned from within, like an ember. Indeed. And uh, these creatures were causing wildfires near their their villages. So we uh, tried to, I tried to warn them ahead of time in case we couldn't find these creatures, uh, but uh, fortunately we did. Impressive. I have heard stories and legends of creatures that were made of fire itself. I, it seems like there is much evil still in the world that we thought was long gone. That means a lot to a dwarf. He kind of looks around like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I hope there's no Balrogs. Like, it's kind of <laughs> like the vibe. <laughs> the we we seem to find quite a few things uh, that that should be gone, and we've helped make quite a few of them gone. But there's more, and in fact, that's why we're here. We're on our way north. We've heard rumor of a. Forgive me, I forget the the name of the thing. Oh yeah, the terror of Angmar. The terror of Angmar, to the north. Some sort of a large beast that has terrorized the hills and the foothills of the mountains north of here. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, that, I mean, that's, there are always some who claim that they've seen it or that it has taken away some, but son, I doubt you not about the ember beasts that you did fight, but the terror of Angmar is a children's story. We used to frighten you with it to get you to go to bed on time. Well, I will tell you, it is not considered a children's story by... I think Hanar probably gives a title, even though he doesn't really have one, but by the General of the Elves of Rivendell. Indeed. It is from his investigations that we have... Pursued this lead. That is... I, he literally, like, for one of the first times in your life, Hanar, like, does not ha know what to say. Like, the has lost words. So, and you remember the stories, like, like, you kind of, like, you didn't, like, quite make the connection. They probably stopped when you got, like, old enough to call them on it. Like, Sure, sure. But you're like, oh, like... Like, don't go running around outside. Yeah, it was like the equivalent of the boogeyman, kind of. Um, but, like, like you see, like, legit fear and concern. And, like, the, the, the stories obviously are bad. Like, if, if, like, this is his reaction to it. If even... Why does the general not send an army to fight such a creature? Well, it, it appears there are... There are sparks, like thrown off of an anvil, that have landed all over Middle-earth. And he has busied himself with investigating which ones are true, and which ones are agents of darkness, and which ones are mere legend and fairy tale of local folk. Uh, but there are far too many to mass an army, and they are far too spread out. 
Or does he fear that these sparks will set fire and destroy us all? I, I believe so. I believe if people don't begin the work of dousing these embers, then we will find ourselves standing amongst a roaring flame. He puts his hand on your shoulder. I'm glad that we have such a stout heart and strong arms as yours to protect us, my son. I will do all I can. I have no doubt of that. And he, like, hesitates and, like, I'm, I'm sorry that for so long I could not see you follow any path but mine. Oh, I understand. You carved such a wide path that it was very difficult to find another. But in a way, I'm glad that my talents lied not like yours. But please, please tell, and I nod over at my brother, mm -hmm. like, that I'm not trying to come back and steal his place at the forge. He won't believe me if I say it, but he'll believe you. Oh, Hanar. And he looks at you almost like you're a little kid again. Droni isn't afraid that you're going to come back. He's still inside the little boy that followed you everywhere. He's afraid that you won't come back. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know how to tell you that. He's been so angry for so long. He kind of looks over at him a little bit sadly. You can see it in his work, you do. His fine armor and beautiful weapons. They may surpass my own someday. But his frustration comes through in every piece. Just a bit of sharp edges where it could be smoothed. Not mm -hmm. a flaw, but... His feelings forged in metal. Stunning and beautiful of their own, but also... He kind of shrugs again, lost for words. Hmm. I don't know how to make it right between the two of you. And I know it is my fault that it is as it is. I'm also the one that left. So I'll find a way to talk to him. That would be best. Hmm. May not be something that can be mended before you leave, but it could perhaps be a start. If I'm to keep, uh, keep the path of an adventurer, I'll likely need someone to keep making me armor. He would be a fine choice. And then he does the, like, side eye at all your elvic designs. <laughs> and just, like, doesn't say anything else so about the armor. nice. Like, a whole, like, head to toe 
Side eye. I think after that, though, I, like Hanard just go, goes full into meeting Celebrimbor. Like, okay, yeah. And actually, <laughs> while that's going on, Erland has been showing Droni the horn mm-hmm. and like beautiful other crafts pieces covered in them. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, I know we're over time, so we're going to pause there. Um, we'll start next week with Runa being escorted back into your home um, with interesting news. Um, and then <laughs> from there, figure out what we're going to do and then making our way possibly to the mines. Sounds good. All right. Bear, bear man. <laughs> All right. I can't believe that flew by for me. I don't know about all of you. So good. I looked at it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's 1013. We have to stop. Yep. It was very good. (laughs) Excellent. That was amazing. Okay. Uh, Thank you all for joining us this evening. Um, I'd like to thank our chat mods for their hard work. Thank you, James. Um, Thank you to our amazing patrons who keep us ad-free and independent. It's because of you that we're able to play games we like and be ad-free and editorially independent or... Act, actual playly independent. <laughs> that thing is a thing. Doing good. Yeah. Uh, you can join their historic ranks at happyjocks.org slash Patreon. That's also heroic, but I guess you could be historic too. It's fine. <laughs> We're historic today. We're historic Join now today. and someday it's history. It's historic. <laughs> Very good. And uh, let's go ahead and go around the table and reintroduce ourselves. Let's start with Dave. Ah, hi, everybody. I'm Kadave. Um Yeah. That went way better than I thought it was going to, and I'm excited about it. Uh, belated Happy Father's Day, everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Timely episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, hey. Totally plans. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, yeah. Excited to see what Runa was doing. Mm-hmm. Afraid. <laughs> afraid to see what Runa was doing. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Next episode starts with some runner coming down the street like, something horrible's happened on Jeweler's <laughs> Row. Uh, like, oh, golly. Like, oh, no. Yeah, we we'll find out. We'll is. find out. Anyway, I'll see you all next week. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm Michelle. You can find me on the socials at Mishulu. You can also listen to me on the 12-Sided Stories podcast. And you can find my music uh, if you subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through Battle Bards. Oh. And I'm Kai. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms as Estelle of Imladris. Um, I We just dropped a new episode of my podcast from the Lore Brewery, uh, Far, Far Away 5e Fairy Tale Adventure, where we take the Pied Piper back to Hamlin. It's not good. It doesn't go well. Uh, and, and then you can find me on Monday next week for the finale of Mysteries of Ravenswood over on Queen's Court Games. Woo. Uh, playing Kids on Brooms, where we are celebrating Pride by being a bunch of trans kids at a wizard school. Um, And then you can find me on this Saturday for the premiere episode of Campaign 2 of Transplanter RPGs, The Chaos Protocol. We are a, I'm going to get the spiel right this time, a all-transgender, people-of-color-led, dark fantasy TTRPG show set in an original non-colonial anti-Orealist multiverse. And that is at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. East, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, live on Twitch, um, where we are kicking off our new campaign where we will be uh, exploring all kinds of multiverses. And with every new universe that we enter, we will be also obeying the laws of that universe by playing different 
tabletop systems. So our first one is for the Wild Sea. It's going to be really fun. Yes. Uh, and I'm Kimmy. I've been your lore master. Uh, you can find the games that I make at goldenlassogames.com. You can find me everywhere at Golden Lasso Girl or Golden Lasso RPGs or Happy Jack's RPG. I go by all those names everywhere on social media. Um, I am here on Mondays for two more weeks. Which seems so, I know. Two weeks. Exactly. Um, And I'm here every uh, advice show. We're actually talking about maybe switching the days of the advice show, but look up on the schedule when you're listening to this, when the advice show is, and I will be there most of the time, like 98.9% of the time. Um, I just made up that number. But... Yeah, and uh, thank you so much for going on this amazing journey with us. I've really loved like exploring Hannah's home tonight. That's yeah, been super it was great. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So thank you all so much, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.